Well, shake those boxes and rip off the wrapping because you're listening to another Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 148 for the week of Wednesday, 24th December, 2014. I'm John, and with me tonight are Adam, Ben, and Scott. This episode's being brought to you by the Pop Culture Superstore and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our Toys of the Week are the Marvel Legends 3-Pack Radioactive Man and the DC Collectibles Batman Animated Batman and Catwoman. And our discussion topic is a look back at our favorite toy-related Christmas memories. holidays fellas how y'all doing tonight ho 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 spiffing sensational <laughs> and and uh scott hey you, you have you have your your sister visiting you so um i i kind of wondered if this was like uh orphan black and like you're actually clones you know because because every time you say sister i always think of the one russian girl and the way she says sister S- so. sister oh i love that show um <laughs> no we are definitely not clones um, yeah, mm-hmm. she, I think, good thing for her too, huh? Um, so yeah, I'm very fortunate in that probably for the last five Christmases, she's been able to come out and spend it with us, which is awesome. Um, so we, and we get along fantastically. We actually do similar things for work. So we just could talk IT learning geeky stuff all day. And, uh, my kids love her and it's awesome. So yeah, she's here and we're having a ball. Yay, family. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. That's very I awesome. Know. Yeah. So, uh, Mr. Ben, are the, are the, is the, is the milkshake household all like excited and ready for the holidays? Yeah. 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 They are actually. Thanks. They're, um, yeah, it's, it's actually quite fun. They're, um, aged six and four and four and really getting into the spirit of Christmas in terms of, the tree, the decorations, the music, the lights, that sort of stuff. They know Santa brings presents, but um, they seem to be focusing on, you know, just, I don't know, getting into the spirit. They went to meet Santa Claus and one of the tadpoles hops up on his knee, looks him up and down and says, so you're Santa. (laughs) (laughs) And he's, uh, yeah, where's your reindeer? Uh, They're out the back. Can I see them? Uh, No, they're resting. Can I feed them? No, they're resting. So you've been making presents? Yes, yes, I have. Uh huh. And then the other one on the other knee chimes in with, "You've got big boots." <laughs> so, <laughs> t- taking a very different approach to the whole Santa thing. Love it. Yeah, so it's good value. Good value. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. So, so Adam, did, did you go and sit on Santa's lap? <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> you cancelled that this year, huh? fat man. But you know, yeah. I'm, I'm staying away from him. Oh, it's the whole restraining order thing, isn't it? That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a guy at work whose kid said, um, he said to his kids, oh, you know, if you don't behave yourself, Santa won't be coming to our house this year. And he goes, good, I don't want him coming here anyway. <laughs> oh. Apparently he's taking the whole stranger danger thing a bit too seriously. <laughs> well, we actually got asked when they had their photos taken if um, 
we wanted them on Santa's knee or sitting on the box next to his chair. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Apparently people mm. are now starting to, um, yes, he's, you're not allowed to sit on Santa's knee anymore. Oh, get over it, people. Because he might enjoy it a little bit too much. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Just, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm. Anyway. Seriously, if you're that worried about it, then you shouldn't be taking your kid to have a photo with him in the first yeah. place. Like, hello. Yeah. Exactly. Because the whole thing is basically creepy. So, <laughs> you know, like, it's the, the, uh, the whole tradition of it. I was actually saw something on Facebook recently that had kind of, you know, old Santa photos, and it was more about how the look of Santa has changed over time. But I was like, what is this whole cultural thing about taking your kids to sit on an old man's lap and taking photos? I don't understand. <laughs> was that the one that had – sorry, Adam? So it's called grooming, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Was that the one that had the Santas with the masks? Yes. That was creepy. Creepy. I know. I was like, I don't know if I really like this. But I was just sitting, like, thinking, sitting outside it, you know, we take it culturally for granted. But for people for whom it is not a cultural thing, I wonder what they think about it. They just be like, you know, what the heck is that? Yeah. Why do they do that? Yeah, yeah it was all fun. How what are you, John? I'm oh, yeah. sorry. <laughs> We're just <laughs> you know, so thoughtful. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on, because you guys broke up there. Oh, well, we were both asking you how you were. (laughs) At the same time. Yeah. At the same time. Okay. Yeah. Um, Except Adam, he was just thinking about himself. Yeah, as usual. Thanks, Adam. Yeah. No worries. (laughs) I'm good. I'm good. We're getting getting ready for holidays here. It's nice because it's just the two of us, so we don't have to go through a lot of decorating. So that makes it easier on my part. Mrs. Nerd's having her normal um, December, uh, you know, angst over christmas lights in the neighborhood but <laughs> what, what sort of angst like as in not a, that you don't have enough or uh no she oh. uh she she doesn't like big gaudy displays so <laughs> oh, <Okay. God. laughs> uh, yeah. we have a house down the street from us that's way way over over lighted <laughs> okay yeah mm. Yeah, we, we live in a new housing estate, and so people are very house-proud, you know, and uh, for a lot of them, this is only the first Christmas that they've been in, and so there are some wow, really, like, you know, moving parts kind of displays. Oh, like, gosh. Yeah. I Like, I like my Christmas tree, but I can live without having to nearly kill myself to get lights up around the house outside, because really, who is that for? It's not for us. Yeah, I'm just too lazy anyway. Yeah. 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 You want to be able to yeah. sleep at night, so. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, they've done some uh, great things now with solar LEDs and stuff that, you know, are quite easy, I think, to put up and that sort of thing, but I still just, you know, I no, don't need it. There was um, a guy around the corner from me uh, and... Uh, he actually won um, a couple of competitions and ended up winning uh, the best display in the Southern Hemisphere. Hmm. Um, he got like a fully uh, all expenses paid trip to the US to, to look at the Northern Hemisphere winner. And uh, yeah, he actually starts two months in advance putting Dear his lights Lord. on. Yeah, he starts in October. That's Halloween here. Mm. Yeah, didn't pay for that first. Yep. Mm. It takes him two months. Huh. It's very impressive. Like it's amazing to look at. Oh, I'm sure. I've never look. Uh, it took me a while to transition to Christmas is hot, and <laughs> now now I feel Christmassy at this time of year. But the whole kind of lights outside without snow thing doesn't really 
like in in the snow in winter or whatever it's pretty magical and also you know it's so dark like where i grew up in the kind of country sort of thing like but here i don't know there's not many displays of lights that i kind of think oh wow i really am enjoying looking at that no no i'd prefer to prefer our weather than standing out freezing my boat jangles off looking at lights no you don't get outside (laughs) you just do it from your hated car you silly man (laughs) yeah that's for sure (laughs) well we've got a huge show this week so we probably should get it started and uh get to some articulated news do it cool it's pulsar the ultimate man of adventure you energize his heart lungs and body fluid into pulsating action then load a mission disc into his brain. Imagine you make his heart beat for land adventures. His lungs pump for high-altitude missions. Pulsar. Imagine you energize him for exciting feats of strength. Pulsar, the ultimate man of adventure, new from Mattel. Well, before we start off and get to our, the meat of the show, we like to start you off with a little bit of news, and articulate news where we discuss the latest events, announcements, uh toy pre-orders, and things that just catch our eye. We're not going to get it all. We never do. But these are things that we we liked and uh, maybe uh, just kind of interest us. So, Scott, what's been interesting you? Well, first of all, if you have any shares in Jack Specific, um, this might be a good time to consider selling um, because Scott Neatlick, a.k.a. Toy Guru, has just joined them as the Director of Marketing for their action figure stuff. Um, so uh, expect your subscriptions of giant teenage mutant ninja turtles and DC characters uh, soon. I'm sure Digital River is jumping up and down with glee right now. Um, so that's that news. Uh, as reported by Action Figure Insider um, from the inside of his rectum. Um, in... Uh, Mattel-related news. Doomsday. It's do- it's curtains for Doomsday. It's still not around. And uh, now, apparently, it is the fault of the uh, Port of Los Angeles strike that's holding him up. So, did you order You ordered this, didn't you, Ben? I did order Doomsday, but um, since I got free international shipping, I'm not expecting mine till June, so... <laughs> you know, it's n- no biggie for me. Right. So... That's, uh, I mean, I think that's obviously circumstances beyond their control, etc. So, but just adding to the woes of well, their reputation. I mean, the thing is, you know, we can add it to the list of all those other pop culture uh, merchandise items that have also been delayed because of the uh, the Wharfie strike. You know, that long list of things that, you know, uh, from Sideshow and all those other companies, the way they've released press releases saying yeah. that their stuff is <laughs> shipping late as well because they're affected by the Wharfies. Yeah, I gotcha. Did, did you did you see who actually made this announcement, though? Skeletor's Love Child? Yeah. Yeah, so that's the new, um, like, spokesperson from Mattel. So, like, Neatlick was unusual in that he actually used his own name, etc., whereas the rest of the them are not so keen on that, and this looks like uh, the same. Um, so we'll see what happens. I mean, I could not care less, but um, there you go. Okay, so in actual toy news, DC, yay, DC Collectibles. Oh, someone just dropped out. What was it? 
That was Adam. I'm here. Adam dropped out. Get out of town. Steal my geek. <laughs> oh, God. We were going so well. Uh, we'll do part two tomorrow night. Hi, Adam. Hi. What happened to you? <laughs> uh, I, for some reason, lost complete and utter connection to my network. Oh, there you go. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, this is just going well. It for sure is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's. Uh, I've no. This is going to be. I said I wanted just, a bit of extra editing work to do, but I certainly didn't mean like this much. So everyone can just cool it now, okay? <laughs> All right. Next one to go. <laughs> I'll just start the DC Collectibles one again. Okay, here we go. In five, four, three. So DC Collectibles has put out their solicited 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 sensations. <laughs> Oh, I'm just gonna go and get some bourbons. That was a that was night. yeah that was a Sky, that was a Skype issue. I was talking perfectly clearly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've only had two glasses. <laughs> John's not buying. <laughs> I've only had two glasses of wine. Thank you very much. Oh. Solicitations. Oh, I've got to go and get started. Okay, here we go. In five, Lord Jesus, help us. Four, three. So, DC Collectibles has put out their solicitations for items in store July 2015, and we have got a couple of statues. We have the uh, John Romita Man of Steel statue, sorry, John Romita Jr., which um, I actually quite like. No. No? No. No. No, I'm not getting these anymore, though. I'm done. Like, I just, I can't collect everything, and this is just one that's not grabbed me. I love my Batman black and white, so there you go. I'm not feeling this at all. Like this, the I pose think, or the line? Oh, I think everything. I think sculptor Paul Harding has done the best that he can, and um, it's just not working. I think the costume looks horrible. It's like, so, I mean, it was bad enough with the new Fifty Two, with sort of you know a few piping lines and things like that, but now they've just gone overboard. And um, I don't know. This just looks. If this had been ten years ago, I would have assumed it was an Elseworlds Superman. It's uh, just. So you're actually, it's the costume, not the actual statue um, that you're not look, liking. The, the pose is not bad. I think the cape is not doing much for me either. Like, it doesn't seem to be enough cape. Um, I'd but, be interested to see this in more angles. Eh. Anyway, which I mm. will in a comic shop somewhere, I'm sure, because I won't be buying it. Um, but there you go. Um, now, this is interesting. Uh, DC Cover Girls, Wonder Woman, um, uh, the art germ version. And I have to say that I really like this uh, statue. She's a stunner. Yeah, she's beautiful. Yeah, no, this is really, really well done. This is the best interpretation of the new costume I've seen. Yeah. You know, like, and, and I really love the um, Adam Hughes uh, Wonder Woman cover girls that kicked it all off. But um, this one, I really like it. Yeah, I don't think she'd replace my Hughes. Oh, of course not. No this way. This is no. certainly one of the best. This is probably the best of the new statues other than Mira. Yeah, yeah. It's really, really nicely done. Um, Jack Matthews, who has been sculpting these, has been doing a great job. Um, but it's just, it's lovely. Really, really nice. Yeah. Um, and then something that I would be really interested to see more on this, uh, the DC direct slash collectibles, um, has, you know, done a lot of prop replica stuff, certainly along the Green Lantern, Batman line, etc. but they have announced that they're going to do a mother box prop replica. It looks like it's got some light up features, etc. Sound. Uh-huh. It's got sound, so it'll probably ping, ping. 
Oh, really? Okay, okay cool. Um, but I'm not sure about scale. Uh, I think that's one-to-one. What does that mean? <laughs> like, well, it's, it's eight point <laughs> seven five inches tall. Oh, okay. So. You must be re- you're reading something a bit different from what I am. That's got. Oh, hello. I'm just you're reading properly. So yeah, there you go. Eight point <laughs> seven. Oh, it's eight point seven five inches tall. Or, yeah. No, eight, eight inches would be too big because it's just like a. They normally hold it in their hand. Yeah, right? so like, normally. Yeah. It'd probably only be about four, five inches at the most. So that's rather large. Yeah, but sixty dollars US. So I mean, that that mm. that's looks super fun, mm. um, and you know something uh, just different. And then uh, the next wave of the Batman animated. Um, one of the things that we'll talk about later when I do my review um, is the. Uh, pins in the uh front well i guess the what the not the hips like the front the up, thighs. Up, yeah thighs etc they have announced that they are uh not continuing with because of the reaction to it etc um so these solicitations should be true to form the, the early solicitations of the first figures didn't have them in either mm. um but the the news on the street is that they are going and we are getting another batman um, with a blue inside cape, Riddler, Penguin, and Batgirl. No, these look great. They do, yeah. I mean, there are, uh, I have some issues when I get to my review, but I'm still keen on the line. Um, and then in a couple of other random statuey things, Tweeterhead, who, I, Tweeterhead, if you're out there, which I'm sure you are, because you would obviously be listening, um, we would love to chat to you. I think it'd be just really fascinating to, um, learn a bit more about the company. Now they've been doing some of the Batman 66 TV show characters as maquettes, but this is a, uh, new Batman classic collection. Um, so this is not TV. This is, um, comic related. And the first character in the, the Batman classic collection is Penguin. And, um, limited to 250 pieces. Wow. It's um, a, a limited edition indeed. It is. Yeah. Um, so this is a, you know, very classic looking, um, and when I initially saw this, I thought, oh, it doesn't look anything like Burgess Meredith because I didn't, hadn't clicked into the fact that this wasn't part of the TV line. Um, but now that I've got my head around it, I think these are cool. It's, it's one sixth scale. So this is 11 and a half inches tall, um, which seems really tall if this is meant to be one sixth scale. That's big, so it means the other guys are going to be really big. Huge, yeah. I assume that's because of the top hat. You get that little oh, extra okay. height. And, and probably whatever base he's on as well. Mm. So these look super fun. Yeah, sculpted yeah. by Mike Cusinelli. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh. Oh, that's interesting. Mm. I'm going to still try to like it. <laughs> yeah. 225 US. There you go. Um, I think he does, I think personally he does a better job with men than women. Um, but in just terms of energy and strength in poses. And so I, you know, this looks quite fun. Um, cool. So that's fun. And then something that I just don't know what to make of, <laughs> um, General Giant and their, uh, Walking Dead license, which, you know, they've done some comic related, stuff some tv related stuff and this is a quarter scale maggie green statue which must be tv based i assume yeah yeah and uh this is gonna cost you four hundred dollars so i know she's got her fans out there but i just don't see the need for this 
this is the thing I don't understand, like particularly from either. I mean, Maggie's a great character, but if there are, if you were talking comic series, well, then Andrea, um, you know, would go way ahead. They've already done some Michonne stuff. TV series, certainly Michonne. Um, again, if you wanted a female character, would be a lot more. It's something I could see certain people actually being prepared to pay at this price, but I just don't. I can't see this selling. Hmm. I'm trying to think if they've done any other characters, TV versions uh, uh, in quarter scale. You would almost need the Gwen to go with this if you were doing the TV one. Mm, it's an awful yeah. lot. I mean, yeah, people, you know, I would assume that um, if this is a new line, that they would go with one of the big guns first, like a, a Michonne or a Rick or a Daryl. I mean, it certainly looks nice. Like the details in the boots and things like that are, are quite amazing. I think it's, um, you know, the detail, the drapery in her tank top, et cetera, all looks fantastic. I just, she's just probably not high enough on my list for me to uh, go for something like this. For $400. Mm. I mean, like, I, I can't, you know, anyway, there you go. Mm. I, the, you would hope they've done their market research and that they reckon that there's room for this, but I guess time will tell. Mm. If you're keen, I would probably say that you could risk not. Uh, buying it right away and waiting for it to be on clearance. But there you go. And that's my news. Right. I guess I'm up next. So, yep. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> we have, Adam, you're up next. Thank you. Um, so I've got a lot of news from Sideshow. Uh, we'll start with the Ironman 1.6 scale. So it's the uh, Mark, I guess it's 43, yes. I think that's my, my Roman numeral kicking in correctly. Um, so this is uh, from Age of Ultron, which will be the upcoming movie. Uh, so they've got a lot of merch coming out for that mm. lately. Um, it's, yeah, Tony in his new suit of armor, and uh, we're all very excited to have yet another mm. one six scale Iron Man <laughs> armor. Um, so if you really like the new look, uh, it's going to set you back 345 bucks. I... Uh... I don't like this design at all. Every time I see a new version of the Iron Man armor, and I don't just mean, you know, like the, the house party variants, I'm talking about sort of the mainstream armor, I realize just how much I like that original red and gold they did in the first film. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This one to me is way too busy. There's just so many little extra bits that serve absolutely no purpose whatsoever. Um, that, you know, it just says that Hollywood's cranking these out just for merchandising. Yeah. It's purely, you know, let's update it just so that we, you know, people have got something to bring merchandise out. And I mean, three hundred and fifty bucks for a Hot Toys figure. Um, geez, you know, I wonder just how many Iron Man completists there are out there. Another thing I think is interesting is when you look at these. Like, this is a movie that hasn't come out yet, and you know, there's things like uh, it's got a detachable damaged Ultron Mark One, etc. Like, I don't know if I actually want to see all that <laughs> right now. Mm. You know, I think, I mean, it's an interesting model where obviously, um, you know, they want to try and have this at market around the time that the movie's out, and that does make sense for sure. But I, th- I think it's kind of got some issues because, you know, I'm not a big, like, I don't really watch trailers. I don't dissect that stuff. I just want to go and watch the movie mm. and enjoy it because sometimes you know, my experience of doing that when you really get into it is sometimes you've actually seen every good bit of it yeah. before you get yeah. into the film. Yeah. And so I don't know if I actually like that. Yeah, mm. truth. I'm with yep. you there. Yep. So we'll move on to the uh, next offering, which is a quarter scale Boba Fett. 
Um, he is he's going for four hundred and seventy dollars US. Yeah. yeah, this is and this is a Hot Toys quarter skill. It's a Hot Toys, yes. So he's got a his his little um, rifley bit with a, a fold out stock. Uh, he's got what that looks like three or four sets of hands. He's got a pistol. He's got knives. He's got all kinds of bits and pieces, and he's got the um, the the barge kind of pleasure barge thing as a um, a stand to stand on. Or it looks cool. like the guardrail from it. Yeah. Hmm. What do we think about Hot Toys doing quarter scale and one six scale at the same time? Why? <laughs> Why? People are gonna get confused. Do Do we really need quarter scale articulated figures? No. no. I, no, I mean it. It just it makes no sense to me right now when they've just started on six scale. They've got a good run going there. Um, I mean, I'm glad it's not coming out now in one six scale because it spreads out the pain a bit more. But um, I just think it's weird. When I first saw that, I was like, "Oh, that must be a typo, surely." Yeah, it's just bizarre. I don't know where you find space to put something that big, especially if you had a whole set of them. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, you have to be a real Boa Fett fan. So, yep. so not for you, Ben. I think this is watching the level of detail in this is absolutely amazing. I just I'm blown away. And after buying the um, the Hot Toys League Skywalker, pre-ordering um, Han and Chewie, and I just couldn't think of anything better that Hot Toys Hot Toys could do than bring out a quarter scale Boba Fett. <laughs> Like, thank you. Thank you so much. Wow, that's exactly what I needed to complement my existing really expensive 12-inch action figure collection. <laughs> so, no. I, I don't get it. Yeah. I really don't. No, I don't that's know weird. why, you know, you would put this much effort into something and people are going to sit back and go, well, you haven't actually mentioned anything about any other figures in the quarter scale, so you're making me a bit nervous. Oh, exactly. That's right. I mean, because you you would assume most people would not be trying to collect these at both scales. So even if you, I don't know, but uh, but this is you know, Boba Fett is a a, a extremely popular character. Oh yeah, I'm sure it'll yeah. sell. Yeah. So yeah, no, not yeah. for you. He's a giant amongst men, and uh, that's what he looked like. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to wait until November next year when he ships. Might be better because you might have more announcements by then. Yeah. Moving on, more quarter scale figures. Hooray! Um, <laughs> this one is the mini Groot. Uh, so it's just Groot in a pot plant pot, and um, I don't even think he's got. Oh no, it looks like he might have some level of articulation in his arms. So this yeah. is um, from the end of Guardians, um, and uh, this fellow looks like he goes for forty five bucks. What a load of crap. Yeah. See, I cannot believe they're asking $45 for this. Yeah. It's like four and three-quarter inches tall. It's tiny. It's got two points of articulation. And, you know, it's not like they had to call on their best sculptors to crank this out. I just, yeah, yeah I don't know. It'll be 100 bucks in Australia, I bet. Well, yeah, with the, the current exchange rate and shipping. I yeah. just, I mean, people are going to be able to get one-to-one scale dancing group for, you know, probably the same price. He yeah. does have um, three, three heads. Three heads. Wow. Okay, I'm sold. <laughs> that was, you know, uh, asterisk, uh, you know, said with sarcasm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think more importantly, you could probably grow your own bonsai before this comes out, although it is only January next year, but mm. try growing your own bonsai group. It's probably cheaper. What, January 
2015. Yeah. Oh, wow. I suppose you could hang out with Boba Fett on a quarter scale shelf. That's right. Hmm. And it would still be a dumb idea. Uh, I think this is... No, this is not my final bit. So, continuing with Hot Toys, or back to Hot Toys, we've seen a Hulkbuster Iron Man and a Thanos from Age of Ultron. Um, the Hulkbuster looks mightily big, but... <laughs> I think I reckon that's quarter scale. Really? Yeah. yeah. You have a look at the photo. So. Have a look at the photo where the guy's got his hand around the leg and just look how big it is. Like, it just looks gigantic. Oh, my. Yeah, but, but it's the Hulkbuster one. Yeah, I know, but this, you know. Uh, I don't know, because I'm actually, I've got my Hot Toys Hulk right here, and if I put my hand around his ankle, it's pretty much the same. Okay. Yeah, I reckon it's not. I reckon it's, like, Hulk size, probably a little bit bigger. Mm. Well, that's because you've got those massive hands here. Well, I know, it's my enormous hands, because I'm such a gigantic, you know, person. <laughs> um... So, yeah, and now Hulk is looking at me funny. <laughs> Sorry, Ben made me do it, dude. Don't touch me there. <laughs> Hulk no like that. Pretty host. Hulk oh, smash. Go higher. So, it looks like we've got sneak peeks of pretty much everybody in the film, except Ultron. Yeah. So and we've got kind of a sneak peek of a damaged version of Ultron, Mark One, but... I think Thanos looks pretty darn amazing. Oh, but me it's, too. It's, it's another classic example of um, more is, you know, more is less. Like, I, you look at that costume and it's like you could have just, you know, just taken it down a few notches in terms of all the little extra bits and pieces that don't really serve any purpose at all. But you'll be bored if you don't have all that detail and you're watching it in high depth. Yeah, clearly that's what it is. I think they've yeah. just gone out, particularly on the torso, I think they could have really toned it down a little bit. But, um, yeah, anyway. So I think yeah. I do not like I do not like the Hawkeye upgrade. No, the, the the weird kind of trench coat thing's not working for me. But at least they've um looks like they've powered up the Black Widow. She looks like she's got sort of stun buttons and her costume um doesn't actually look too bad at all. No, I so liked her. Hulk just looks like Hulk and Thor looks like Thor. Although Thor's kinda of got some extra girly pleaty stuff going on or something. Mm. Cap's a bit more red, white, and blue, but he's still got plenty of uh, crap going on. Yeah. Ooh, he's got pouches. No, oh, he's, he's got, got pouches. It's the mark of a great design. Mm. So, yeah, sounds like we are all in agreement that we're going to pass on these. So that's wonderful news. Um, <laughs> move on to the yeah. final bit. Um, and it's another Hot Toys. This one is Tony Stark. Right. Iron Man 2 from the bit where he's designing his new arc reactor that isn't going to poison him to death. Spoilers. Um, this old, one goes, old spoilers. Yeah, exactly right. This one goes for a vaguely reasonable price of $200 US. Steel. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not a bad-looking figure. It's a good facial likeness. Comes with um, some lab equipment gear. Um, I think that's some kind of particle collider or something, isn't it? And uh, the cap prototype shield that he used to prop it up. Mm. That's really about it, though. So you've got the arc reactory thing, you've got the shield, yeah, you've got a total of six hands, I think. You get some kind of shades for Tony. Actually, I think you only get four hands, to be honest, some blueprints. I think the um, arc reactor lights up. No, still not selling me. I, I, again, and this falls into the Y category, I think. And you can do the shirtless 
Tony Stark with the arc reactor in his chest. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you, you have to wonder what. I mean, if you've got the um, you know, the mechanic Tony Stark that they mm. lose for Iron mm. Man three, you wonder why this is actually even remotely necessary. Like you, you know, there's only so many Tony Starks you need. Yeah. Well, mm. um, I guess it probably says that the Tony Stark stuff is selling. Yeah, well, you know, right. well, either that or they paid so much money for the Iron Man license, yeah. they've got to try and make their money back. i got to say, though, that um, Robert Downey Jr. likeness is amazing. Well, yeah. yeah that is cool. amazing. Yeah, it's Hot Toys, so you don't really expect anything less. So. Uh, but, I mean, there's sometimes, you know, I, I don't know that they've nailed him every single time, mm. um, but that is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Mm. Well, m- moving on, we'll we'll change to something else that, May or may not be amazing, depending on your point of view. Um, <laughs> McFarlane has given a sneak peek of their next construction set in the Walking Deadline, because if you remember right, they're doing you know building sets now. Um, and this is the boiler room from uh, the prison season, the prison, so right, it's yeah. a spoiler. Mm. Yeah, uh, we're seeing some prototype shots because these aren't painted or anything for a building set i don't know all that detail just looks out of place to me because it's a lot of pipes and equipment and stuff this is i actually assumed that this was their sort of for their you know five inch line or whatever it is but it looks like it's for an even smaller Mm. yeah this is definitely for their you know lego type stuff but Mm. I, i don't know it's it's not for me that's for sure yeah it's only 20 bucks which isn't bad for a building set, but... Yeah. Well, I mean, we're also just seeing a prototype, so it'd be nice to see it all painted up, you know, see how realistic it looks. And and then we could see how many paint apps they actually drop before it makes production. Mm. Mm. But it'll uh, come with a, a, a yeah. Walker and uh, Rick Grimes as well. So. Yeah. Apparently, the first um, round of these is selling really well. Mm. Yeah. Oh, it's got a phone with it for your Rick Grimes. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Although it looks like it's sculpted into something, so you can't pick it up. But that's what? a bit. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. It's fine. Maybe I'm wrong. Okay, so that doesn't strike you. Um, what about our good friends at Funko? Mm. They, they, Trademark. They want you. Yeah. <laughs> they want. They want you to let it go, because they're coming out with Frozen series two and Mystery Minis. Ugh. Yay! And you guys just aren't getting excited about any of my news. Sorry. <laughs> How? What? You want us to get excited about Frozen? Well, I, I figured you'd be into this guy. The wrong demographic. I've never no, even seen it. My kids, my kids and uh, wife went to see it, and I dodged that bullet. Um, huh? Yeah. So it's good. I haven't seen it. It is good. The first twelve times. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're getting uh, looks like young versions of. Elsa, Anna in Pops, and then Coronation Elsa and Anna, and then a Summer Olaf with a beach ball. So he's ready to go to the Buffett concert. <laughs> <laughs> I like how in the mystery minis, like Elsa, there's five versions of Elsa. Is she she might maybe be one of the main characters, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, she shows up. Once Does twice. she have a multiple yeah. personality disorder? She's, she sings a song occasionally. Okay. Yeah, well. Mm. They're, they're the, uh, cute. But, yeah. The snow monsters are cool, though. Yeah. Hey, I can't completely knock this movie because, after all, it did give us Adele Dazim, just like one of the best. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Uh, no. At the uh, uh, Oscars, because that Let It Go was nominated as best song, 
And when Idina Menzel, who sang it in the movie, uh, was introduced by uh, John Travolta to uh, sing it, yeah. he, he said, please welcome the one and only Adele Dazim. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, the best thing ever. You're like, what? <laughs> Did he just say that? <laughs> Sorry, carry on. You can, you guys can see these coming to your store soon, so I, I am sure that some of these will make make it to the milkshake household. Mm, no. Yeah. How about this? Big <laughs> Chief Studios, one six scale, twelfth Doctor. Yay! Yeah, hmm. see, there's something to get excited about. I'm not buying it, but I just wanted you to. I just wanted to get excited. So. <laughs> now I just need a, uh, a business suit and get rid of all the other shit. My mountain Tucker figure. looks like he comes with a a fair amount of gear um i have to say i the the that likeness is not doing it for me yeah i'm trying to work out what it is there's something's not the eyes are wrong the eyes are wrong Mm. yeah the capaldi it's a big improvement over the tom baker who just looked like he was insane oh terrible (laughs) more of a um you know, I'm feeling the the type of sculpt. I actually think what's really cool about this is normally you get multiple hands and they're all just slight variations of each other. But if you look at the main picture, there's these two hands that look really, really odd. It looks like they're, you know, he's trying to do crab imitations or something. But then when you see the promo shots, he's actually got his hands on his hips. Well, so, no, I, there, there's an explanation for those. And I don't know if I want to say it or not because it would be a spoiler. <laughs> New spoiler or old spoiler? Well, see, it's a fairly recent spoiler because it's from a recent episode. Oh. But the series, you know, that that series is done. But if you keep scrolling down on the page, there's an explanation. Oh, I just like how, you know, he's just standing with his hands on his hips. Like, how many other 1-6 scale figures can do that? Part of what the um, uh, issue is, I think, is that the paint... I actually don't think it's... I think the sculpt is okay. I'm just doing a little flick back and forth between an image and um, the the toy. And... Um, he has more circles around his eyes, like like yeah. dark. Yeah. He look menacing enough. Yeah, I just think the eyes are not great. Well, you guys just aren't getting excited about... I either. said yay! Well, I don't. All right. I love the, right. but, but the, the accessory that it comes with, the shrunken TARDIS accessory. That's what I was trying not to say. Spoilers. It's right on the thing. Is well, awesome. If you're, if you're listening, you didn't know that. Sorry. That was a great episode. Yes, it was. Seen it. Loved it. Be the doctor. Loved it. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> the tr- sorry, that is not a spoiler. That's like the premise of the whole episode. Yeah. So let's do a spoiler. Carry well, on. Well, we'll put some more spoilers in. There's a uh, new um, deluxe kaiju coming from NECA, and that's of course from Pacific Rim. And this is Otachi, and it says one of the most deadly category four kaiju. Um, I was thinking this is one of the city battle ones because this one's getting ready to spit acid. It looks like <laughs> so. Oh, it has an interchangeable tongue. The community He's move a to big dude. acid spinning. Whenever you guys talk Pacific Rim, I hear words, but I have no idea what they mean. That's because <laughs> you haven't gone out and watched the movie like you're supposed to. 
I really should. Yeah, the other thing you have to do, just turn it off at about the 60% point and you still watch more of it than Justin has. (laughs) 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 Very good. Man, this dude is 18 inches long. That's that's freaking huge. Yeah, that's pretty cool looking though. That would look pretty darn impressive with like the seven inch Jaegers. My um, uh, sister's partner works for a company that produces uh, 3D uh, multimedia experiences for Oculus Rim, Hmm. and they have a uh, a Pacific Rim um, version of it, which is amazing. So I had these Oculus glasses on. She brought some out. I had these Oculus glasses on, and it is so freaky. It is (laughs) like holodeck, you know, like you know, 3d environment with stuff happening all around you cool. and you really feel like you're in it. It is don't, amazing. Don't have to watch the movie now. Absolutely amazing. So <laughs> that's as close as I've come to seeing any of Pacific room. Huh? So now we're all jealous of you and you actually haven't seen the movie. <laughs> <clears throat> they've got a, they've got a um, despicable me to minions one as well, which is just hilarious. It's awesome. <laughs> Well, for those of us that that hate Scott right now, we'll move along to something that he's not interested in. (laughs) Um, We're seeing pictures of the 12-inch stalker from uh, the Jumbo uh, G.I. Joe line. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, fine. Be that way. (laughs) Um, You know, stalker's a fan favorite. Uh, Unfortunately, I think his first figure is kind of boring because he's a... you know, he, he. If you guys know me, I like accessories, and he came with actually just a gun, so and uh, mm. no helmet or anything. So he was never on my list. Mm. Uh, but he he is a fan favorite because he's got the beret. So that's enough. He to looks a, a fan favorite. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. Special needs beret berets are are cool. Okay, not just he, he's he's a commando man. He's he's a ranger. He's good. So you're having sandwiches for lunch then? Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> when, he, um, when he retired from the Rangers, he actually took over running Cloud City. <laughs> no, no. I'm done. Ben, that was terrible. <laughs> It should have been awesome considering how long you had to talk you had to think about it. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, you know, you can go pre-order. I thought you were going to say now. you can go something else. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> oh, sorry. One way John flipped everybody off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And nobody can see. <laughs> yeah. So all of you G.I. Joe fans out there, please write to Ben and, and tell him that, that you're offended. Uh, and Billy D. Williams fans. Yeah. And fans of racial Billy diversity. D. Hello. Mm. And friends of uh, fans so, of <laughs> Anyway, that that pretty much is gonna wrap up my news and, and we're gonna go to uh Ben. All right, uh, let's be professional here, shall we? Okay, my first bit of news is from Asma's Toys, and uh, they've been cranking along quietly, producing one-six scale Lord of the Rings figures, and their latest one to hit is Toriel. 
the character that we had to have. Um, <laughs> so she was a new addition to The Hobbit. And you know what? I actually really enjoyed all her scenes in the film. And I'm not a diehard enough fan to, you know, be hurling, um, you know, milk duds at the screen whenever she came on. Um, I thought she actually added quite a bit to the movie. <laughs> um, so anyway, here she is in 1-6 scale. Um, she's uh, got full-on cloth costume. Looks like she comes with um, her bow, um, some obviously some arrows, a sword. Um, looks like she's actually got rooted hair. I'm trying to work out whether it's rooted all the way because it seems it's quite slick over the top of her head, but then it's, um, it's hanging down behind her. Um, yeah, just trying to... I don't know. I'm just looking at the likeness and trying to work out whether I'm buying it or not. Hmm. Anyway, look, I think they've done a pretty good job in terms of the likeness. It's not too bad. Um, you can actually pre-order this now. You're looking at about $185 and it will come out in the second quarter of 2015. Huh. So, well, I suppose when you turn a, um, you know, one novel into three movies, you have to add some characters, don't you? Hmm, that's right. Yeah, look, I actually think this is sculpted hair on the top and then out, out the back of and the, the sideburns scalp. Are... It's, yeah, it's actually rooted. Sideburns? <laughs> yeah. No, I think you're thinking of female dwarves. Anyway. All right. Moving you know, right I, along. <laughs> I had said uh, on my Facebook recently that I thought Hobbit was supposed to be Bilbo's story. Yeah. And, and like, I watched a commercial, and I, I don't think Bilbo was in it. <laughs> Well, well, you've got a whole movie that Bilbo should just be passed out for, right? So, <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> very, very old spoilers. Old, 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 old literary spoilers. Mm. All right, moving on. And uh, we spoke about Icon Collectibles when um, when Justin did his review of his Phantom statue, saying that um, the manufacturer was Icon Collectibles, which is actually the parent company of the uh, the Pop Culture Superstore, our sponsor, and they've clearly decided to start making their own Pop Culture Collectibles. Um, and another one in their statue line is the Leonardo on Defeated Mouser, so Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, and this is very clearly based on the, the look and feel of the turtles from the, the late 80s cartoon. So it's got that very sort of cartoony look with the you know the little L logo on his um his belt buckle etc um and it looks pretty nifty he's got his two katanas and he's got his foot on a uh, a destroyed mouser um and you know if you're a big fan of the late 80s cartoon then you know this is straight out of the well not off the page straight out of the screen um I, the only thing going against this for me I mean I'm not a big fan of this particular look um is the decision to include uh teenage mutant ninja turtles across the bottom <laughs> I, you know, I knew you were going to say that. I have would have absolutely no idea who this is. I knew you were going to say that. Um, this exactly. this one really this one really does make you shake your head because is there a single person on the planet that would look at that and go, "Yeah, I have no idea." <laughs> I could couldn't couldn't even tell you where it's from, let alone who it is. It um, might be Battletoads. It could be <laughs> Battletoads. Yeah, that Super <laughs> Nintendo game that you know. No one finished ever. <laughs> um, I, I finished it. Thank you very much. Um, look, this guy is 12 inches tall. I don't know whether that's to the top of his swords or um, whether that's actually to the top of his head. Uh, it does actually look pretty nifty if you're a big fan because, you know, he's bright green, etc. Um, he is going to arrive sometime in April 2015 and will set you back about $190. 
Um, and strangely enough, speaking of Icon Collectibles, uh, they have also, and this one's a bit out of left field, they are releasing a gear on pig statue, or gear on pig statue. Um, for those of us that uh, had a few good yucks over Invader Zim, um, that zany cartoon, you will remember this guy. Um, and again, nine inches tall, uh, coming May 2015, and he'll set you back 70 bucks. And if you've never watched Invader Zim, you probably should because it's hilarious. That's cute. Yeah. So he's um, Invader Zim's sort of sidekick. So, so yeah, it's oh, nice to see. Cast- yeah, he's in his costume here. Yeah, he's in the little, little green dog costume thing. So, um, yeah, interesting. Icon collectibles, um, obviously, you know, dipping their toes into the... Uh, uh, into the collector's world. So we'll see what else they have to do. Um, all right, moving on. And something Sideshow has actually been quiet the last sort of couple of weeks, uh, but they have actually released a Saruman premium format statue. So that's um, Christopher Lee. And he's looking all sort of wizardy in his, you know, roby thing with his staffy thing. And he's got the, you know, <laughs> Globy eye thing. This is getting really um, technical here. Very mixed media, this one. He's got, you know, big flowing robes. There's a, a lot going on here with the material. Um, looks quite good. Um, you know, it's premium format, so no great surprise. You're looking at $400 for this dude. Um, and uh, let me just have a quick look as to what the exclusive was because I can't actually recall. Um Oh, okay, he's actually got a swap-out hand, so you can actually take the, the globy hand out and just put a, a normal sort of I'm reaching out to you in that whole Darth Vader kind of using the Force way. You know what this needs? This needs a sound chip in the bass that plays heavy metal Christmas songs. That's right. It's the only thing that's missing. Look, I, I think it's a great-looking statue, like the weathering on his face, you know, to give him that, that, that old man appearance is actually amazing. I mean, if you've picked up any of the other figures... Uh, the statues in this series. This is just a given. I think it's pretty darn amazing. I'm just trying to work out whether that globe in his hand is actually, whether it lights up or whether it's, um, you know, there's a little asterisk. Yes, it does. Yeah, I think it does. It does, yeah. yeah. He's huge, 26 inches tall. So, you know, that's pretty darn big. Yeah. Uh, anyway, there you go. I think that looks very, very nice. Uh, my last bit of news, and this comes out of the, I had no idea they were making it, um, box of news and 3A collectibles have released a promo shot for their Judge Dread Judge Death figure and this is a uh, 112 scale so 6 inch scale action figure and uh, quite interesting given that we have only just recently been talking about Mezco's 6 inch Judge Dread um, then 3A come out with this one and I, I had no idea it was in the works I don't remember seeing anything at any of the uh, conventions or anything like that. And, hey, you know what? It looks like Judge Death. Huh. And I can tell that we need a Justin on the show for this one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he would have been doing the whole booyah, can't wait, pre-ordered, amazing. Huh. But anyway, um, look, you know, this is one of those, um, I, I don't know, it's a great-looking figure, but when six-inch figures are costing 60 bucks, um, geez. You need to be a diehard fan of the license, which I'm not. Yeah, but, I mean, this will be exciting for those that are. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I think this will pretty much be given for Justin, so I'm sure he'll be reviewing it on a future show. And with that, I am complete in my news reporting. Well, good. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Nice. <laughs>
I'm still I'm still upset about the GI Joe thing. So, <laughs> oh bless. Well, um, I will come back and uh, we'll we'll see who comes back with me after this break for the next installment and name that. time for everybody's favorite podcast game named that this is where john who also goes by engineer nerd at tv and film toys.com uh bamboozles us by dipping into the toy commercial history and trying to get us to guess what it is so john it's your time to bamboozle us again well i think we should probably just jump right in and play this out for this one Protector, rotating bats and nightlight. Use the Kaufman skull to morph up your monsters. Discover the haunted library. Good. Wow. Something Scooby Doo related? I just was going to say it something Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo related. And it oh, is. Get out of town. It is. Uh, let me find it here. It is a, it's a lighthouse playset is what it is. Um, I'm trying to remember the exact name of it, but it's just escaping me and it's not right in front of me, so. Scooby-Doo Crystal Cove Fright House playset. Oh, so close. (laughs) So can Adam and I each have a quarter of a point? Well, no. (laughs) Because. Oh, someone already got it. Already got it. And that somebody is. Bastard. Anybody want to take a guess? Ease. Ease. Eddie. It is Lukey Ah, uh, good on you, Lukey Luke. And he got it before I even got to work the other day. So he, he oh my gosh, like, <laughs> uh, listening and waiting, you know, for the episodes to come out. And as soon as they come out, he listens. So, well, dang, that's kind of scary. And, and he beat Hellbot. So, <laughs> really, good job, Lukey Luke. Whoa, ah, uh, good job. Awesome. Yeah. So there you got that, and uh, you know. We, we, we play this game, so we better put a new sound in. And we'll put that right here. Man the helm, load the crossbow, and set sail to defend against the attack. And we'll put it in one more time because that'll be your extra special Christmas present. Man the helm, load the crossbow, and set sail to defend against the so adam yes if they thought they knew what that sound was where would they go they would go to action figure blues for or sorry afb forum sorry dot com uh and they would go ahead and find the appropriate thread about name that, and they would go and leave a comment. And Ben, if if they were one of the the few to attain glory and actually get the get the the name that right, what would they get? Uh, DC Universe Classics Doomsday IOU. <laughs> <laughs> An autographed photo of uh, Billy D. Williams from his appearance <laughs> in GI Joe the movie. 
Poor old John can't even just hang, you know, slam the phone down. <laughs> That's mm. right. So anyway, yes, you would you would get coveted <laughs> forum points, which you can trade for fortune and glory all around the world. Yep. Yep. And uh, even in places where they don't accept Mastercard or Diners Club. Yeah. So anyway. Um, if if you would rather play a picture version where you don't have to work out all this audio stuff and you, you may actually have a shot at getting it, come on over to tvandfilmtoys.com on Tuesdays and Thursdays where hopefully I'll have the uploading thing figured out this week and uh, have new ones. So, <laughs> Love it. And, you know, we're going to come right back because we got two toys of the week and we're going to do the first one right after this. It's a scary night at the Scooby-Doo Crystal Cold Fright House. With projector, rotating bats, and nightlight, use the Coughlin Skull to morph up your monsters. Discover the haunted library. Good job, Mystery Crew. But where's the morphing monster? Crystal Cold Fright House playset with nightlight feature. From character. Look out. It's time for one of our feature segments, Toy of the Week. Every episode, we take turns. We look at a toy or collectible in detail. Sometimes we do two, three, and... This week we've got two, and the first one comes from Mr. Ben. So, Ben, mm. take it away. Thank you very much. And this week I am going to be talking about Radioactive Man. Uh, everybody knows that he debuted in Interesting Stories number 27 in the 50s. Everybody and was almost, knows. And was almost the subject of a big-budget um, film starring Rainer Wolfcastle. No, wait, 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 wait. Sorry. Wrong Radioactive Man. Okay. The proper Radioactive Man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm talking about the Radioactive Man from Marvel Comics. Um, this is the recently released um, figure that came in a three-pack from Hasbro. It was a Target exclusive, um, and John was kind enough to pick one of these up for me. So, six-inch action figure. This guy... Um, Clocks in actually at around 6.7 inches tall. He's about 17 centimetres tall. So Radioactive Man, if you don't know who he is, he is a a Marvel villain who has been around uh, a long time. Um, Originally turned up as a Thor villain, but probably went on to menace Iron Man, I think, more than anyone. Um, He is a a Chinese chap who uh, absorbs a whole bunch of radiation, turns green, um, doesn't yell, um, you know, I am the strongest one there is. Uh, he just shoots out radiation, uh, joins the Thunderbolts, and um, does stuff like that. So um, Mr. Chen Lu is uh, his alias. Um, this is one of those sort of, uh, you know, mixed-feeling figures. Um, it's a, a welcome figure to have to add to the Marvel Le- Legends collection, but, um, you know, getting him at the expense of having to buy two other figures that we didn't really ask for um, I think is a bit rich. Um, he came in a three-pack with uh, another Captain America and uh, an apology Miss Marvel, so Carol Danvers Miss Marvel in her sort of black and gold outfit. Um, both nice figures, but to me, you know, completely unnecessary 
So the three pack will set you back, um, you know, around fifty bucks, I think, if you can actually find one on the shelves. Um, packaging is a window box. Um, look, if you've bought a Marvel Legends figure in the last twelve months, you've seen that new sort of standard, you know, black packaging. Um, this is really just a, uh, you know, a really fat version of that. It's just a, a wider version, basically. Um, Nothing really special to look at, uh, no graphics, uh, illustrations, anything like that. It's just got the the Marvel Legends logo, which is really weirdly written. Um, and, uh, of course, it lists them, the characters underneath, a bit of a bio on the back um, of each one. Um, in terms of whether it's collector-friendly, I'd probably have to hand over to John because um, to save on shipping, I actually had him open mine up. Um, so, you know, whether that tray would just slide out and slide back in, uh, I'd have to it, defer it to him. Yeah, it would. It, it wouldn't. It wasn't that bad. Cool, cool. Yep. All right. Um, look, in terms of sculpt, um, the radioactive man is a big guy. Uh, I'm not going to get into that whole, you know, um, thing. But he's six foot six according to his bio. Um, so because he's also a pretty heavy set guy, we need a pretty big buck. So what Hasbro have done? Uh, they've uh, elected to go for the Hyperion buck. And this is Hyperion um, in almost his entirety. He's even got the exact same boots as Hyperion. Um, really, just the only thing that's different is he's coloured. Um, the From the neck down, the only new addition is um, the Radioactive Man wears kind of like a, uh, it's hard to say, it's a bit of a um, an apron type thing going on. Uh, it looks like he's wearing a tank top with a bit of a, an apron skirt hanging down. So the skirt piece is actually a new addition. It's made of flexible rubber. Um, from the neck up, uh, I was actually looking at the head uh, and trying to work out which head this was. And uh, if you imagine him with hair, he looks a little bit like the, the Warpath figure. At first I thought it might have been Drax, but it's not. Um, and I, I looked and looked and looked and looked. And to be honest, I, I actually think this is a new head sculpt. Um, I just can't find anyone that I think um, that, that it came from. In fact, it actually looks like the Hyperion head just retooled uh, ever so slightly. Obviously no hair because he's bald. Um, some slight changes to the face. Um, so look, in terms of the actual sculptor, I think it actually works. I mean, there's, there's certainly no doubt looking at him, um, you know, he looks like the radioactive man. But the, the big deal probably about this figure and, and one of the talking points, I guess, amongst collectors is the fact that um, because, you know, he's radioactive and, and in the comics he's this kind of iridescent um, green colour, uh, is they've uh, elected to basically cast him in translucent green plastic. So, um, yep, he's clear. You can sort of see all the joints and everything like that because, um, you know, he's clear green um you know it, it works pretty well you know there's a couple of air bubbles here and there um but for the most part it's it's quite a novel you know approach to to doing this figure um in terms of paint there's really not a lot going on because the boots have actually been cast in green plastic the aprons being cast in green plastic really all that leaves for the uh, the painter to do is to do uh what is really his tank top and the um the the oh, I don't even know what the the emblem on his chest it's sort of an eight pointed star they've painted on. Um, I think they tried to go for a bit of a glow in the dark um, paint. I had a go. I left him sitting on a shelf in the sun um, for about fifteen minutes and then had a look in the dark and it was a pretty piss poor effort. Um, so really, not a lot of paint. What they have done though is they've um, they've sort of given like a, a different shade of green, and they've just gently painted around his eyes, and it almost looks like he's wearing a mask. So I don't know without that colour whether 
perhaps, um, you know, the effect wasn't working and, and wasn't sort of bringing, you know, bringing out his eyes, so to speak. Um, I, I don't know why they've added that. It's not really doing a whole lot for me. I thought it was actually maybe part of a sculpt, but it's not. Um, but anyway, look, it's there. Not much else you can do. Um, in terms of the quality of the paint apps, the tank top is actually reasonably well done. What I've seen on some Marvel Legends figures recently uh, where, you know, you have paint edges like on the edge of the tank top is a bit of bleed where when they've airbrushed, um, the the masking hasn't been clean and so you just get that sort of that overspray. Uh, this is all quite clean. Uh, in the eight-pointed star on his chest, there's a, a little sort of gap uh, where his pectorals come together where the paint hasn't quite got in there. And I actually noticed uh, looking at photos online, that seems to be quite common with other figures. Um, but, you know, it's not that noticeable, uh, not that big a deal, you know, for me. Um, articulation, I think, you know, this is where Hasbro have done a really good job because this is a big, chunky um, buck that they've used. Um, they've still managed to get in double-jointed elbows, double-jointed knees. Um, he's got the ab crunch, twist at the waist. Um, he's actually got calf cuts as well, so you can sort of twist the boots. But, of course, uh, the best thing, of course, is the, the ankle rockers. So that means that, you know, whatever position you're getting him into and, and you want him standing flat-footed, the ankle rockers just allow you to actually get that which makes, you know, posing just so much better. I think the, the big standout, though, is the way that Hasbro have approached the neck joint. Um, a lot of the time, figures get very little sort of vertical movement with their head, but um, this guy can actually tilt his head back quite far and can actually get his chin pretty much on his chest, which we don't see with a lot of figures these days, so I think that's quite impressive. So the articulation actually gets a really good score from me. I think I counted... Oh, it must have been about 36 points of articulation. It's actually quite a, a considerable amount. Um, and that's actually not bad for, a, you know, a chunky figure like this. Um, the accessories are non-existent. Uh, I think that the biggest setback for this figure is the way they have chosen to do this this sort of um, skirt part of his costume um, it, it's a, a, a solid piece that they've actually put around his waist and um, it's actually quite chunky and so what happens instead of having this sort of streamlined approach to, to the costume the tank top comes down and then suddenly goes out with this huge belt type part and it, it just ruins the the aesthetic i think um i'm not sure sort of why they did that or why they didn't instead sort of sculpt the top part and try and um keep it consistent so it actually looks quite awkward um the fact you know it really does look like he's wearing a skirt uh which is quite odd um Something else you might notice too is when you flip him over, he's actually got a mass two, two big holes in his back, and that's because that's where Hyperion's cape um, connected to the back, um, well, the back of his back. Uh, and here they've just left it as is, and so you've got these two giant holes that look right inside his body, um, and it's quite obvious, and you know, you can almost see them from the front when you shine a light through. Um, look, I, I do like the idea of. The, the the translucent plastic. I think it's a, a clever idea, but to be honest, given that this guy is actually radioactive, um, I have to wonder why they didn't actually go for a glow-in-the-dark plastic instead. Um, I'd prefer him to not be translucent uh, and instead have something similar to what the um, DC Universe Classics Spectre did and, and actually have him, you know, illuminate in the dark. I think that would actually look pretty darn awesome on the shelf given, you know, the fact that this guy is radioactive. Um, so, you know, a bit of an odd choice. I, I don't know if there would have been a cost difference 
in those. But um, look, you know, we've got him. He's here. Um, he does look fun on the shelf. He, you know, the, my um, my tadpoles noticed him straight away because he's such a unique looking figure. It is nice that they actually got this guy onto the shelf. Um, I'm, I'm disappointed that retailers didn't actually get a bit more enthusiastic because then we would have got Tiger Shark and Blizzard and, and that sort of thing. So, look, all up. Um, good to have him. I'm very grateful that John picked him up for me. But I think, you know, there's a few things just letting him down, but I'm still probably going to wrap this up and give him 7.5 out of 10 dollies. Who? Now, now, would you like me to tell you the things I did with them before I sent them to you? No. Uh, no. no, thank you. No, I saw the photos on your Twitter feed. Uh, <laughs> oh, well. I suppose it could be worse. Yeah. 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 I liked him. I liked him. But yeah, I mean, he looks good too. Legends fan, you know. Yeah. And, you know, it's another edition of the Masters of Evil, so. Very good. Yes. Well, speaking of Masters of Evil, we, we will be back in a little bit with another Toy of the Week. But first, we're <gasps> going to check out the things we added to our collection. What are you saying? Nothing. Implying Doesn't Adam have another Toy of the Week? Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> All right. here because we collect stuff and feeding addictions where we take time to check in with each other and kind of discuss what kind of new things we've acquired or maybe pre-ordered or just you know somehow had thrown through our window so anyway we will start off with uh mr ben ben what what you picked up recently i just happen to be wandering through i've been avoiding um, my local mall all this week because of uh, the christmas shopping um and the abundance of that um, wonderful element called stupidity that just mm. seems to, to run rampant at this time of year. Um, but, you know, on Friday I decided, hey, um, I was off to my local comic shop and I thought I'd wander back through the mall, uh, check out my local Target, and I'm glad I did because they um, seem to have had a, a restock of the Playmates 4-inch Ninja Turtle figures. And uh, I, as I've said before, you know, great great show, just absolutely love it, love it. Um, it's one of the few animated things I've got Mrs. Shake watching. Um, but they've, um, yeah, did a restock and I picked up Razor or Raza, Razor, uh, Neutralizer, who's a, a pretty cool, um, character. He's, uh, a lizard, you know, Newt, Newt, Realizer. See what they did there? See, see, see what they did there? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, also got the um, robotic foot soldier and, uh, the robotic foot soldier is actually pretty good value because he comes with an absolute ton of accessories. So, uh, I was pretty impressed. I only found the one, but I'm tempted to actually pick up a few more. Um, yeah, look, I, I still have the same um, comments as I always do with these figures. Um, they're a, a heck of a lot of fun. However, um, they really do skimp on the articulation. They skimp on the paint apps. Um, you know, they keep the price point down, and I think the scale is off slightly. So a lot of the really big characters um, get compressed down to fit into that packaging. But, hey, you know, added three more figs to the collection, so pretty cool. 
Very good. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. Scott? I got the DC Collectibles Batman animated figures I'm going to be talking about in a moment. And then I also got uh, the Play Arts Kai DC variant Aquaman and Cyborg, which were promptly taken from me and wrapped up and put under the tree. <laughs> Boo. So I'll let you know that about them. That explains. I was wondering why uh, you weren't doing the Aquaman. That is why. I have to wait. So that'll be my, I think next week we're doing a Toy of the Week compilation because we can't get everyone together. So that'll certainly be on the show next week, I'm sure. Nice. Cool. Oh, and I also got uh, some awesome presents for uh, the kidlets that are kind of geek related. One of which I can say because we did early, we're traveling tomorrow, so we did big presents that can't travel today. And I got Miss Thirteen the Lego R two D two. Oh, cool! That thing's huge. Oh, it is cool. huge. So she's like super excited. Very nice. Yeah. It was actually on last cool. year's her last year's Christmas list, and got bumped to make way for other things so that we could mm-hmm. still eat. Um. So <laughs> this year, yay! Sweet. Well, cool. That's cool. huge. That's huge. Uh, nothing for me. I'm still trying to make sure I don't talk myself into getting the figure out tuxedo mask to go with Sailor Moon. Mm. You, you yeah. know you want it. I don't. What exactly does he? What does he do in the show? Because we didn't do cover that real well last week. Uh, Who is he? Uh, I think he he ends up marrying Sailor Moon or something in the future. I don't know. What? Yeah, they're, they're like a couple and stuff. Sure. And so, stuff. Yeah, huh. yeah, so I just nah, I just think I'll stick with the girls and <laughs> beat them out of it. Oh, fair enough. But he comes with a rose. Yeah. A rose, Adam. I, I can go and steal those from people's gardens. By any other name, it's still a rose. Yeah. It's right. Oh, yeah. And all what about that? Oh, Intergalactic was having a buy one, get something half off sale. So um, I ended up I ended up picking up two more SH Figure Arts Common Rider figures from Forza, oh Alex States gosh. and Fire States. You're just out of control yeah. now. <laughs> I know it's sad. Now I want more. And, and the thing is, is they have accessory packs for all these, and I'm like looking on on Amazon, going, "Oh, well, that's kind of cool. Oh, that's kind of cool. Oh, they got the motorcycle. Oh, that's kind of cool. Um, yeah, it's just bad." <laughs> I love it. So I started watching. Bad. I started watching Forza after I got the first figure, and I'm about halfway through the series. <laughs> so, oh, that's yeah. funny. But it's fun. I, I just uh, the the details and the things these figures come with. It's just crazy. Um, you know, number of hands and these little tiny pieces, and uh, yeah, yeah, huh. very impressive. So. Cool. Cool. I get it now. You get I get it. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, well, unless uh, somebody else has something else they want to report on, we will move on to our second toy of the week. Yay! The Incredible Hulk meets Spider-Man. Each figure a foot tall and fully poseable. All you need is a piece of string, and here comes Spider-Man. This is a job for the Hulk. 
The Incredible Hulk and Spider-Man from the Superhero Collection. Each sold separately by Mego. Well, we're back with a second toy of the week, and this one's pretty pretty amazing. Um, it's, of course, uh, one of Scott's. And Scott, take it away. Thank you, John. So I am reviewing the Batman and Catwoman uh, from the uh, Batman animated uh, line from DC Collectibles. So before I start, there has been a fair bit of discussion about these figures, the Batman in particular, and uh, a lot of people experiencing quality control issues, um, both in paint, but particularly in breakages, um, apparently with ankles and, and feet, etc. Um, and so I was approaching this with a great deal of trepidation, um, just to try and, um, you know, make sure that I was very careful when I opened this and I didn't break anything, etc. Um, but I'm happy to report that I have had no such issues with my toys. Um, so sorry for those who have, um, but, uh, apparently DC Collectibles wants to hear this and is interested in, um, uh, trying to address it, etc. So if you have, please do email them and let them know. However, I am reviewing Batman and Catwoman. Mine are not broken. Yay! Always a plus, huh? <laughs> um, so, in terms of these toys, one of the things that I guess, you know, uh, the questions that I had in my mind in the lead-up to this was, first of all, how collector-friendly is this packaging going to be? And then secondly, how are they going to take the uh, Bruce Tim designs and turn them into figures that can stand up. Because if you think about the Justice League Unlimited uh, figures and one of the, you know, big issues with the, the Bruce Tim designs with, you know, the really big torsos and the really thin legs is that a lot of them were just pretty much impossible to, to stand up without a stand. And so I was wondering how that was going to work. Um, so I'm, Pleased to say that one of those two things has been addressed properly, and one of them has not, and that is the collector-friendly packaging. Because, unfortunately, these are on a blister card, um, and so the packaging is not collector-friendly at all. Boo. Boo. Um, and particularly when you open these up and you see the amount of stuff that the, comes with these figures, which is pretty amazing, it really does then make a case for um, a bit more, I guess, you know, effort being put in in that regard. Uh, just to – I'm going to start with Batman. Um, this comes with two trays. So there's a top tray with just the figure in it and then a bottom tray with – um, quite a number of accessories, which I'll go through in a moment. Um, and because I've had to rip the, uh, blister off, I've got to now work out how to store all of this stuff. Um, particularly for me who, like, I don't display action figures in particular because I've got statues on display. I just don't have enough room. Things like Star Wars Black or, uh, the, the, um, TC Collectibles Greg Capullo designer series that are very collector friendly, um, where you can open them up and have a little inspection of them, but then put them back in the nice box really appeal to me. And I definitely think that there would be a case for a line like this, um, 
getting that sort of treatment because it is such a collector line. Um, but obviously they had to cost, they had to, uh, you know, find cost savings somewhere, um, for the price point, And they decided to sacrifice that for lots of accessories, which, you know, for me, I'd prefer the other way around, but there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, so just to talk about, um, Batman himself, first of all, one of the, uh, things that has been most maligned about these figures by myself included, um, is very visible, uh, peg holes, on the front of the upper legs of these um, figures. And as we talked about in news, it's something that is going to be addressed. However, from a design perspective and then a posability perspective, I can understand how they ended up there. Because as I said before, the big issue with the Tim designs from a toy point of view is, you know, we've got these huge torsos, tiny little legs. How do we get these characters to stand up? And, uh, I can I can see why the design choice was made because this this fixes it. It means that these uh, figures are actually very poseable because of that uh, type that type of articulation, um, uh, which you can that it comes with a stand if you want to pose them in the you know just kind of vanilla pose. Um, but if you want to actually do some real posing then that uh, articulation becomes really important. So I can understand why the, they made the choice they made. It's just unfortunate that it really is ghastly to look at. Um, so I'm glad it's going to be addressed. Um, I heard a lot of paint complaints about Batman. I actually got two of these because I got one um, for myself and one uh, for my oldest for Christmas, spoilers, um, who has really keenly taken to watching Batman animated. And uh, both of them are great. Absolutely no problem mm-hmm. at all on on the paint side. Um, so that's a that's a yay. Um, the the articulation on this is just really fantastic. You know, it is uh, so exciting to see these um, in a real three D form, but also really quite posable. Um, when I saw the stands that are included, my first thought was, "Oh, great! They're not going to stand up on their own." <laughs> but in fact, that is not the case at all. So, and, and, and that's where, I don't know, maybe I would have chucked the stands out and done more collector friendly packaging. Um, having said that, the stands are really beautiful. They actually come with turnaround art of the characters from the, you know, animation on them, which is really lovely. And they are not just like a figure stand with a peg hole. They have got a, uh, little, the actual stand with the waist holder on them, like a little mini hot toys. Um, stand. Cool. Yeah. And, uh, which is quite amazing. Um, Batman comes with a whole swag of accessories, the most impressive of which is, uh, a separate cape. Um, so he has one cape that the one that he comes packaged with where, uh, the cape is draped over his, um, shoulders. Um, so you get a bit more opposability in the arms, but then you can swap that out for the cape where it is, um, hanging over his, sh- like on his shoulders and it's got the more pointy edge than that's the one I've chosen. It's a bit more, a bit more accustomed to that. It doesn't actually limit, um, the, the movement of the arms. Uh, it can still go out a fair way, obviously just not up quite as far. Um, but really just beautiful. This is the first figure with interchangeable capes. 
I, I, ha- I would have to say I can't remember a character uh, one coming with different capes. So it took a moment to um, work out how to successfully pull the head off to do that because you know obviously always like oh my gosh am I actually breaking this like mm. <laughs> but it does actually come up come off quite well um head sculpt is beautiful uh the um bat symbol on his chest is actually sculpted on not just painted um Mm. which is a really nice touch um pouches on his belt are sculpted on as well not just painted which is really lovely and the edges of his um gloves and boots are likewise sculpted so it is this is a beautiful beautiful thing um he comes with then like hot toys level extra hands um so we've got i haven't actually taken them all out because again i've got nowhere to put them but he comes with seven extra hands um, wow yeah so he's uh, packaged with fists but then we've got um a number of different holding things hands for batarangs and other uh weapons etc um he comes then with a batarang um and a oh the word is gone uh, grapple. 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 Thank you. Thanks, John. I know I can always count on you for nouns and toys and to bug me. That's great. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Um, and then he's got the stand as well. Again, I don't know. To me, seven extra hands for a six inch action figure feels highly excessive. Um, and I would have traded some of the cost of that out for collector friendly packaging because I'm certainly not going to be swapping these out all the time. Um, but there you go. Um, I know um, one of the things that was said about this line when it was announced was that it was going to be very accessory heavy and they've certainly accomplished that. Um, so he's, he's just beautiful. You know, it really, and the more that you, the more that you have a go at, posing the more you just see how much thought they put into this this is a highly posable figure um and they they've really succeeded in taking that bruce tim design but still making something that is actually quite easy to pose um you know the feet are tiny and so that really worried me about these like particularly then with the ladies as well like how are they going to stand um but Moving to Catwoman now, same deal. You know, when you get her out of the packaging, she can't stand up because her legs are together and righty rah. But once you have a little bit of a play with those weird articulated uh, hips, um, then she again is also very posable, even with the tiny little feet. So the stand is not required. Um, Again, no paint issues um, to speak of, um, although we do have a very unfortunately placed little black dot. Right in the center. I did see that in the photo and wondered if it was me. Nope. <laughs> yes, so right in the center of the left breast. Oopsie. Um, yeah, there you go. Um, these are, you know, when you say that they're, that they're meant to be like, you know, six-inch scale, they feel really, they still feel quite... Uh, Small, and I haven't actually done a real kind of size comparison, but Catwoman you know, feels smaller. Um, you know, she's a very, yeah. yeah, she's a very dainty figure. Oh, you know, probably not that much smaller from the, 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 if I think about arms from like a Marvel Legends figure, really. Um, but the legs are quite skinny. 
Mm, I think yeah. maybe that's what it is. I, I was looking at Mr. Freeze in my local comic shop and I thought he just looked really small. Yeah. I mean, they're fine. They're all in scale with each other. So it's just when you mm. kind of think this is what they're supposed to be. Uh, but again, she is, you know, really nicely posable. Um, the uh, head sculpt is just lovely. Um, the, the really nice um, touches here again with every line of this costume being sculpted on. Like obviously it's a pretty plain sort of costume, but the, you know, the gloves, the belt, the boots, even the, the black on her mask is all sculpted, um, which, uh, makes quite a nice little, um, you know, it, it feels expensive. Um, she yeah. again, com- sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. Just yep. comment. Yep. yep. She comes with, again, with a swag of accessories. She comes with a, uh, whip. She comes with some jewelry to steal, of course. She comes with a cat who is articulated. Um, oh, he's got articulated, oh, wow. yeah, arm, legs. Um, and then a nondescript, I guess it's like a little pouch thing that I can't quite work out where that would go. Um, she doesn't come with the two trays though, just one tray. And then she's got the stand. Uh, as well with the little character art, etc. So quite well done. And again, very posable and no real standing up issues. Um, I mean, like, you know, you need to obviously do a little bit of manipulation of the joints to do that. Um, but I am you know, having, I was obviously really excited about these when they were announced. And then when they started coming out and people started complaining, then I was really worried. Um, but now I'm really, really glad that I got these. Uh, I feel like for this line that not having collector-friendly packaging is a big mistake. I, you know, and maybe, maybe I'm in the minority. Um, but I, for me, I guess for the type of collector that I am and how I display this stuff, this would mean a lot more to me if I could pop it back in the package. Um, so I'm going to take a, a point off for that, but I'm going to give these a nine out of 10 and they really are amazeballs. Sweet. Mm. I, yeah. I mean, I, I was expecting yeah. because I've read so much bad press and seen photos of broken ankles, etc. Um, you know, I w- was really worried, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just not rough with enough with my toys. <laughs> I can, uh, I can help you with that. <laughs> so yeah, thank you. Yep. So I, I do hope that uh, the s- statement about these um, peg holes being um, removed is true. I think that they really do need to go. They're quite unsightly. Um, mm. And particularly like for Catwoman, you know, when you, she's not a big figure. Um, but I'm, I, now that I've actually seen the figures and I understand what they were trying to do to kind of keep the truth to the styling, you know, of these characters from the show, but also make them, uh, posable, I can understand why they chose, um, this sort of articulation. So, you know, I, I got to give them props for it because it actually works. You know, I looked at, when I look at the, um, looked at the solicits for the Catwoman figure, I just thought there's no way that's going to be able to stand up on its own. Yeah. And, uh, in fact, she does and she's super posable. And I got to say that I am impressed. Cool. So are you going to be all in for this line or? I believe I am. Just going to yeah. pick and choose. Yeah. I believe I am. All in. You you are okay. 
I am. I'm all in. You, you didn't know if you were going to pick or choose or be all in, but you're all in. I'm all in. Okay. All in. All in. Greedy. Well, cool. All. Huh. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I was impressed. All the pictures I've seen, I'm, I'm pretty impressed. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, uh, if you got to make one little concession for the, you know, articulation, I think that's all right. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. Good job. What's well, Excellent and uh, pretty impressive. We will be right back after this with some Christmas type stuff. Anyone for turtle soup? Oh no! Raphael's in the clutches of the evil foot flesh-o-matic torture machine. Will the turtle cycle make it in time? Will Raphael be destroyed by the retro mutagen ooze? I don't know. What a shot! The double-barreled plunger gun saves the day again. And with their retro catapult, the turtles are giving the foot some of their own medicine. Anyone remember where we parked? From Playmate! Ho, ho, ho. Well, it's that time of year. It's when friends and family come together to celebrate the season. And, um, you know, it's a lot of time spent remembering all the good times in the past. And we like family, friends, toys, and good times in the past. So we thought we'd bring our favorite Christmas toy memories and some of yours to the show. Great! Yeah. So... So, guys, I'm sure you've had some, as, as toy collectors, I think we've all had those wonderful toy Christmases um, in the past. But uh, what, what, uh, do you have, like, a favorite age, maybe, that was your favorite Christmas? I think, for me, I, I got right into the original Star Wars um, three and three quarter when they first came out. So, I, I saw... Star Wars um, at the drive-in, and I got my Luke Skywalker in his um, farm boy outfit shortly after when there wasn't a whole lot of figures to get. Um, and I, I think from that moment onwards, just through my um, through my little sort of Star Wars phase as a kid, I, I really enjoyed. I enjoyed that. Yeah. What, what about you, you Adam? What, what? Um, I would think it probably goes from somewhere around 1984. Probably as far as toys go, through around 1990-ish. Um, so 84 is the earliest thing I can remember anything. Um, and that's my birthday when I got Ram Man. And then I started getting more He-Man stuff for Christmas. But then we would have got um, a bunch of the Super um, superpowers DC figures, um, more He-Man stuff, a bunch of Transformers, and then a bunch of masks, and... Uh, and then moved on to things like um, remote control cars and skateboards and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, for me it was a little bit earlier than that because, um, you know, it was that time between Star Wars and Empire, really, the, the Christmases I remember. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and right around that Empire Strikes Back time. Uh, I remember I got yep. a Wampa one Christmas, and uh, I got some yeah. balsa wood, you know, just random bits of balsa wood. And I, I remember going over to the dining room table that afternoon and setting up all these balsa woods and then using the, the elastic and the, and the wampa to knock <laughs> them all down. <laughs> yes. No. That's right. Yes, yeah. I, I think for me, Christmas was, um, particularly exciting because, uh, I, I would often re- receive figures, you know, if, uh, if I'd been good, um, during the year, uh, I, you know, I might get a figure every now and then. Um, which is how I sort of bulked up my collection, but most of the significant either vehicles or, or play sets or anything like that were always birthday and Christmas. 
events. So, you know, I used to really look forward to, um, to, to those events just to get that, that big thing. And oh, I think it was probably the Christmas of, um, about 77 or 78. Um, and then the one thing I was hoping for more than anything was the vintage, um, the, the 12 inch Chewbacca. And, uh, I can remember just, you know, being so excited at the idea of it. And, um, you know, I, I don't know about you guys, but while I, I never actually, you know, had a sneak peek at, um, Christmas presents, you know, how some people, uh, you know, unstick them to have a bit of a snoop. Um, I didn't go that far, but I certainly used to look under the tree and sort of try and uh, identify any shapes. And, um, I can remember seeing it under the tree and thinking, that's it. You know, that's, that's Chewbacca. Mm-hmm. And then sure enough, op- opening him on Christmas day and, uh, being, you know, absolutely thrilled. I, um, I actually used to take an exacto knife. Oh, no. I would split the tape, and then I would take a new piece of tape, and I would lay it right over top. Oh, that, that's how, how Machiavellian. It's, it's not It's not right. It's not right. What, Adam, were, were you a sneak peeker? No. No. <laughs> yes, I refuse even now. Um, so Beck likes to feel up the presents and shake the, the sack that we put our presents in, and I just say, like, don't do it. It's just it's cheating. Yeah, no free guessing. You just open it up and be surprised and love it. Um, but apparently we, uh, mum and dad still have this, but they haven't put it out this year. There's this, um, wind up Santa spindle thing and it turns around and plays jingle bells. And it has all these little, um, presents, like little, it's, you know, they'd be like maybe an inch square kind of thing. And apparently one year I tried opening the presents and found out they're just little cardboard boxes. And I was really disappointed. So that ruined peaking for you forever, huh? Possibly, yeah. Um, do you, one thing I was actually going to ask you, John, is you know, obviously from a young age, uh, Christmas, we get, you know, presents and cap guns and, and all that sort of stuff that, that kids have back, um, when you and I were, were young. But, but do you remember some of those very early, w- what we would now recognize as, you know, vintage pop culture collectibles? Oh, yeah. yeah. But, you know, obviously, like I said, I got a wampa, but, um, <laughs> One of the goofiest things, and this is like my early Christmas memory, earliest Christmas memory. I got a, a Hot Wheel set, you know, one of those that you would oh, yes. crank and it would send, you know, cars down a track. Mm-hmm. But, um, I remember us telling Mrs. Nerd this the other night. I got this plush car that was like printed design on it and it came with a little plush Burton Ernie. And, <laughs> and, and I've never Excellent. seen one since then, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, do you no, still have it? No, I, and I don't remember. I remember it having it that Christmas, but that's all I remember of it. You know? Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I still have all my Star Wars figures from from when I was a kid. It's the one thing I, I you know, made an effort to keep. Um, so I have my uh, my twelve inch Chewbacca, but I can actually remember a few years later, um, absolutely wanting the uh, the twelve inch IG eighty eight. Um, because mm. I'd seen it, you know, next to no screen time, but I remember seeing it in the store and thinking that robot was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. And, uh, uh, I can recall, you know, poking around under the tree and looking at the shapes and thinking, well, you know, I, I remember Chewbacca and, uh, there's nothing under the tree that, that looks like that and being very, very yeah. disappointed. And the next morning I got up and I was unwrapping my presents and, what my mother had done is, um, you know, this was the, the back in the days where you, you had the box, the figure came in and just the, um, just the sort of single card sticking out the side and she'd actually folded that flap, uh-huh. um, to the side, <laughs> to the side of the box and, and taped it. Um, and so it just looked like a, you know, a, a rectangle basically. Wow. Um, I, I'm, ju- 
I'm jealous. Yeah, so. one of the, the two figure, the two 12 inch figures I've never had. So, um, yeah, yeah. I'm jealous of <laughs> yeah. Still got him to this day. I've lost one of his, um, his orange grenades and, uh, yeah. um, but yeah, other than that, he's, he's still yeah. complete. Um, you know, I, I don't remember a lot of the, the big, you know, there's always that toy of the, and I don't know if this was just because it didn't happen back then, but you remember when Cabbage Patch came around, everybody wanted a Cabbage Patch. Mm-hmm. And when, like a couple of years ago, it was the, uh, hamsters, you know, the little motorized hamsters or, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, the Zuzu thing or whatever, whatever the, the toy of the year is, you know, the Tickle Me Elmos or whatever. But I don't really remember stuff like that from when I was a kid. Um, it didn't yeah. seem like there was like one big thing that everybody had to have and everybody got something different. It seemed like, um, you, you guys kind of have the same experience there. Yeah. Look, I, I can recall the commercials coming on Saturday morning, um, TV for the masters of the universe figures. And every kid at my school was talking about them. This was the new thing. They looked amazing. You know, those ads were fantastic. And, I can remember saying to my mum, you know, I've been good, um, you know, can I get one of those? Uh, and I came home and, and she'd actually bought me uh, He-Man. And uh, I actually took him to school the next day and uh, I was the hero of the school. Like every every kid was like running up to me going, you know, is it true? Do you have He-Man? And I was like, well, yeah, I do. And they're like, whoa, can I have a look? And so, yeah, for, for that one shining moment, I was the uh, the coolest kid in school. The hero. But... Uh, yeah, I can remember, um, probably the same, you know, the Christmas of that year. Uh, I can remember sort of poking around under the Christmas tree and thinking, well, you know, my, my parents normally get me, you know, one significant present and a few bits and pieces. Um, and I'm not really, you know, I'm not just, I'm not feeling it. And I was starting to get, you know, a bit, a uh, bit, you know, anxious that uh, this year wasn't going to be a good one. Um, and I got up the next morning and came racing out and there was this gigantic box wrapped up beside the Christmas tree and uh it turned out it was Castle Grayskull. Oh, wow. nice. So and and I think, you know, if, when you're um you know, when you're only four feet tall or whatever I was at the time, that was a, a pretty huge box to to get and uh I, I did actually eventually sell all my Masters of the Universe figures, but for some reason um I actually kept the box. So I, I still have that vintage oh, very box. Cool. <laughs> what about yeah. you? Were there any of those big Master gifts that kind of stuck out to you? Uh, I'm just trying to think. We would have got, I think, Grayskull and Snake Mountain, I reckon, the same year. Oh, wow. Because there was myself and my brother, so it was kind of a, you can't, you have to kind of play it fairly level kind of thing. Um, one year we got um, a Scalatrix set, so that was pretty cool. Um, except that, like, always Scalatrix is half a decade out of date, so it was like a 1980. What was that have been 1983 championship, I think. Um, <laughs> what else did we get that was good? Um, once we got onto Game Boys, we got a lot of Game Boy games. Um, yeah, I reckon those are probably the, the two big ones that would have stuck out. But, you know, there was that whole period where I think everything, all the TV commercials were about pound puppies and, uh, what was the other thing? Glowworms or whatever yeah. it was. And I don't think, I don't think we really got into that very much, so. Mm. And now you guys have both, or uh, Ben, you've talked about wrapping and stuff a couple of times. Did, did, did your parents like when they did the wrapping? Did they uh, did they do some creative wrapping, or was it always just wrapped in a box, or were stuff put together for you? 
Yeah, I think my my mother used to make a bit of an effort because um you know I did hack around um yeah if ever I was caught poking around I'd I'd get a swift you know boot kind of thing, um but I can remember one Christmas probably uh, it might have even been a Christmas of seventy seven when I was getting the Star Wars figures but um or, or even the following year when there were a few more figures available but um there was this kind of block and I was you know wondering what it was it kind of Oh, it looked like a, a small shoebox, I guess. And uh, when I opened it, it was actually um, six individually carded Star Wars figures, and my mum had just, you know, stacked them sort of face to face. Um, and and so yeah, I didn't pick up originally what what it could be. Yeah. So that came as a bit How of a surprise. Uh, Underscoop Fire, he he was talking about that on my Facebook page, calling that the bubble to bubble method. And ah uh, yes, you know, I, I think it seemed like two. You know, you'd, if you were going to get two figures from somebody like an, a grandparent or something, that's how they would they would they would do them. Mm, you kind mm. of feel the one end, and it would be open, and you'd be like, "Oh, there's there's action figures <laughs> in there." Yeah, yeah. Well, one thing I was actually going to ask you, John, is um, you know you are our, our resident GI Joe guy, and um, you know with those little fellas, they came out with some. Uh, amazing play sets, vehicles, and that sort of thing. You know, was was there a time you can remember getting you know one of the the bigger uh, things to play with? Getting, I think it was the same Christmas. Um, the Mobat, which was the the motorized tank and a his tank together. Ah, oh, yes. And, and, oh, wow. Um, I think that was the same Christmas. A buddy of mine got um, the base, the GI Joe base. So I had oh, yeah, a lot of vehicles, yeah. and he got the uh, dragonfly as well. But so I, I got a lot of the vehicles. He got the base. Um, I don't remember getting a lot of single carded GI Joe figures though, but I, I do remember getting that Mobat, and uh, that that was pretty mm, cool. Mm. Was pretty cool. So do, I guess this is a question to both of you. Do, you, do were your parents ever on the ball in terms of knowing what was what? Like you know, did did they know that Cobra you know were the bad guys and the Joes were the good guys? Did they know that? You know, Darth Vader was the bad guy and Luke was the good guy, or was it literally a case of I have to listen very carefully and then take that word for word to the toy store and, you know, ask the pimply-faced teenager to help I, me out? You no, know, I, I don't know. Um, I, Because I, my mom would tend to, uh, I suspect, get just everything she could. So, you know, it wasn't a matter of mm-hmm. just bad guys. Um, I, I, yeah, I, but they, they were, they knew, you know, like Star Wars, okay, we'll get this and this and this and this and this. Or, um, yeah, yeah, you know that kind of thing. So I, I don't know that it was ever really a. Pro- I don't remember it being a problem ever. You know, mm-hmm. um, for me, we've always pretty much just had if you want something, or when we were kids, just write a, a list up and it'd be you'd have a list for <laughs> your birthday, you'd have a list for your Christmas. For me, it was pretty much the one big long list because mine are like you know I've got a November birthday, so it'd pretty much just be yeah, write a big long list and we'll roll it over. Um, but yeah, I reckon Dad and Mum would have watched a hell of a lot of the cartoons with us anyway, so <laughs> they had a fair idea what was going on. That's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, mm. me and uh, Dave from Flagpoints, we were talking online, and uh, we both had the memory of having to write out uh, Christmas catalogs. You'd go in the Christmas catalog, and you'd have to go in and write a list with, uh, you know, okay, it's this item, it's this page, it's this number, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I don't ever remember even seeing the catalogs. So. That, that was a big thing here, you know. Um, Christmas catalogs, you'd always Not you'd always us. get that in like late October, November. You'd get the the Christmas catalog, and it'd be just you know page after page of toys, and you'd, you'd go through and 
you know, just kind of, kind of yeah. down. Um, I actually think my, my mom and dad, well, probably more than my mom, um, did a lot of shopping through, through catalogs just because of where we lived. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I, I've suspected this in later years because I remember getting stuff in boxes that were plain. You, you know, you would get, <laughs> you'd get like, I remember one Christmas I got the metal men, not, not the, the comic, but the, little astronaut dudes and their spaceships and stuff. And, and I've since seen that in a, in a vintage Christmas catalog and went, uh, okay, that was one big set. And, and that's why there was no packaging around it. You know, you would just get these white boxes with, you know, yeah. a bunch of stuff yeah. inside yeah. of them. So I, I can remember, um, probably one of my biggest WTF moments was, um, yeah, I don't think it was one of those Christmases where I was just, you know, nagging my parents to death for anything specific. So I can remember unwrapping the, um, the Micronauts space cruiser, mm. um, that, that really modular one and just looking at it and thinking, what the hell is this? Like I have, mm. that was, that was my introduction to Micronauts. I actually got that plus a couple of the figures. Um, and, and so the first thing I got was, you know, the biggest set they made and, uh, I had no idea and I sort of thought, oh, you know, this is interesting. Um, but within about two hours, I absolutely loved that thing and, um, you know, the whole modular approach to it and, you know, the bits and pieces. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Um, that, that, that kind of was that way with that, those metal men figures for me. I was like, what are these? They're heavy. They're sharp. I don't know what they are. I don't, <laughs> and then I kind of grew to like them. I wish I still had them because I don't have them anymore, but well, what do you got you, Adam? Were there any disappointments that turned into likes or just plain disappointments? Uh, <laughs> Vice versa. <laughs> I can't really think of any other way. Um, not <laughs> really. No, I don't think there's anything that I didn't like. So. Yeah, I'm probably sure there was, but I probably just ignored about ignored whatever it was I didn't like and went into the things I liked. So, yeah. good on you. Now, because you <laughs> yeah. had a brother, I imagine you guys probably did some swapping after, you know, if you didn't. Oh, oh no, no, no. You you had your own toys and you kept your own toys, but we had to share. We got taught you had to share things, but um, you you still had your own oh, that's toys. Cool. Yeah. That's kind of yeah. um. Now, how long could the the toys stay under the tree? Like, I mean, did they did they stay under there for you guys for um, a couple of days, or was it you know you unwrapped them and then that that day they had to be put away, or what? what how did that work for you guys? I was an only, oddly enough, um, <laughs> uh, an only child, so uh, things were pretty smooth for me. You know, the presents used to start appearing under the tree about a week before, and. Till my parents sort of, you know, I think was something like Castle Grayskull, I would have clued in very quickly what that was. Um, so, you know, that, that used to mysteriously appear overnight. But, um, you know, we had a, a fairly normal sized house. So generally, you know, I'd unwrap and then set up in a, a certain area of the lounge room where I wasn't underfoot and I'd probably be able to, you know, play with that for days before, um, being told to pack it all up and take it to my room. Yeah, I, I was kind of the same way. Um, you know, I, I'm an only child too, so, uh, you know, I had some pretty good Christmases, but yeah, it would be, everything had to be under the tree, but, you know, if you weren't playing with it, but, uh, yeah. otherwise it could stay down there for a couple of days, so, so that, that was kind yeah, of cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, what about you, Adam? Uh, we had, I'm just trying to think, I don't think our presents went out until the night before, so, we had, a pillowcase each that had, I think one had Santa, I think that was mine because I've still got it, and the other had a snowman, I think Gavin still got that. So that would just get filled up by mum and dad and kept in their room in their wardrobe. They'd bring it out the night, like Christmas Eve, 
after we'd gone to bed, put it out, and then that was that. Um, <laughs> so the next morning we'd get up and there'd be a sack of presents for us. Um, once we were done unwrapping them, the earlier Christmases that I can remember, we would have just been, okay, fine, you finished unwrapping your presents. Um, put them either, it possibly would have been leaving there, I can't remember, but then it was pretty much off to, um, grandparents for, um, for catching up with relatives. Unless it was up to going to mum and dad's, uh, sorry, mum's parents, in which case it would have been presents come with us because we're up to, uh, the Riverland for, for a trip. Um, but then once we got home, it probably would have been when we were younger and living in, uh, both in the same room, it would have been toys in the toy room. After that, it would have been, you have to put your toys away in your own room. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, I forgot where I was going with that. Um, yeah, it was kind of cool. Um, <laughs> did you guys, did you guys have stockings back then or did, did you guys do that down there? No, I, I did when I was much younger. You know, before you sort of got to that age where you could say, you know, oh, I want this for Christmas. It was literally a case of, um, you know, you still believed in Santa. So when I, I got up in the morning, there was a sack with all my loot in it. But, um, hmm. you know, once I sort of clued in and, and got to an age where I could actually demand certain things, uh, that's when it started to change. Yeah. No, we never had stockings. But... You always get little stuff in stockings, but... um I think I've said before, my parents knew somebody that filled gumball machines. And one, one yeah. uh, Christmas, that's all that was in my stocking were little gumball caps. <laughs> so that wow. was cool. <laughs> You'd be gone for days. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. And we used to, um, we used to go to midnight mass and then come home after midnight mass and open gifts. So then, cool. so then okay. my parents would sleep in the next morning and I'd just get up and, you know, do whatever I wanted. So. Get crazy. Was, <laughs> do whatever. <laughs> Uh, cool. What, what do you, what do you guys, what was your, your absolute favorite Christmas toy memory though? What, what, what was it? <sighs> wow. I think Castle Grayskull because it was unexpected. I, you know, it was one of those things that I'd seen in the stores. Um, you know, it was bigger than Ben Hur. Uh, never thought for a minute that, you know, I would actually get one. Um, and I did. And, you know, it was just, there was so much you could do, you know, the, the weapons rack and all that sort of stuff. It was, it was brilliant. And it was huge. Like, you know, it felt like you could fit inside it. So that was pretty cool. Mm, cool. What about you, Adam? Uh, I reckon it probably was a remote control car. Oh. Because I would have thrashed the crap out of that thing. Or I could have thrashed it so hard I ended up breaking the oh, chassis. Because wow. it was just like, you know, it wasn't one of the proper Tamiya ones or whatever. It was just a whatever plastic chassis and I ended up would have jumped it off or something and cracked the chassis. Yeah, I... I and it didn't quite work properly I after that. But back in the day. Yeah. I think eight batteries. I remember that. Wow. Pretty cool, though. But, yeah, I mean, it was the same kind of thing. You just drive and drive and drive and drive. But, um, yeah, know, for me... I actually remember this one Christmas and it was, it was some, one of those things that you open as a kid and you're like, uh, it's not Star Wars. It's not GI Joe. Um, <laughs> and it was the, the legends of the West, but, um, you know, my mom had gotten the whole range pretty much. She'd gotten, you know, like three figures, three horses, uh, three different wagons. Cause there was a covered wagon, a non-covered wagon and a stagecoach. And all those came with horses and drivers. And then, um, there was a cardboard town that went with it. So I got all mm, of that yeah. together one Christmas. And oh, fantastic. You know, at first I was like, Oh, it's Western stuff. And you know, um, I wasn't too sure about it, but then, you know, I, I would remember these, these days after that where I'd, I'd have it on the coffee table and I'd have the whole town set up and, 
you know, spending the time yeah, to, yeah. to set up all the wagons and the, you know, the blacksmith tools. And then, and then, then Luke and Han would come in and there'd be stormtroopers and, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know the, the empire uh, would be trying to, you know, take over the stagecoach and Luke and Luke and, yeah, Luke and Han yeah, would, yeah. you know, be trying to take, you know, control of the stagecoach on the land speeder and that kind of thing. So, <laughs> um, you know, it turned out to be a lot of fun. In the long run, I, I really, really enjoyed that stuff. Brilliant. Well, we, I actually, actually asked this on um, a couple of different social media avenues, and I, people must be just in the Christmas mood because I got all sorts of answers here. So, um, <laughs> we'll start off with Derek H. Um, he actually came up with one of the, the probably those things that that not everybody would answer, but he said Bullet Man from the the twelve inch GI Joe line. Um, which is kind of a cool figure. Uh, definitely, definitely like that one. That's something that uh, I just, I, I really don't remember seeing much of was the 12-inch Joes. And in fact, G.I. Joe in general as a kid was was very um, foreign to me. You know, you occasionally saw them in, in some sort of ads, but, um, yeah. But, uh, however, our, our next, uh, social media person, uh, Moby F, this one's a bit more familiar to me. Moby says, a talking elf when I was seven and still have to this day. That that awesome. is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So Adam, that was another one that was a big fad when we were growing up, but never had was uh, Teddy Ruxpin. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that thing went crazy at that stage. Yeah, that was maybe the first one that I remember because uh, he was even pre Cabbage Patch Kids, wasn't he? Maybe, maybe around the same time. But I remember oh, him being right. big, one of those big Christmas toys that everybody mm. was trying to clamor after. So yeah. Um, um, next up, uh, looks like Lamar, the Revenger sent us an answer and he said that 1983 had to be the best year you can remember. He got the Mobat, um, his brother got the Vamp, they both got bikes, G.I. Joe walkie talkies, G.I. Joe electric trucking set, <laughs> and, uh, his grandma gave him a Rebel Commando and his brother a General Madine. So, uh, he said even though he did wreck the bike later that evening on some ice, but there was no damage. <laughs> so that's kind of nice. one of those big Christmases, so. Yeah, I, I, I can I can appreciate that for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chad L also uh, chimed in and said Santa in quotes uh, always assembled my more complex toys on Christmas Eve or more likely many days before, uh, so I didn't have to bug my parents to build and apply stickers. Uh, I'll never forget coming out to our tree and seeing a fully prepped and ready to go Sky Striker and Dragonfly sitting side by side with a few new loose Joes posed around it. Um, and all those damn little no-step stickers applied perfectly to. Huh. Uh, I also went on to say um, they also loved using cereal boxes to disguise action figures because I, was, I could always tell if it was a lone action figure uh, or even two wrapped bubble to bubble because of the open ends at the sides. Yeah, cereal boxes is kind of a cool idea. Mm. Yeah, hey. definitely for sure. You know, you know um, I, we were visiting uh, family one time and... It was, you know, the night before and all the kids went to bed and they're like, Oh, everybody's like, Oh, I gotta, we gotta go put the, the, uh, the toys together. And I was like, they're like, can you help? And I'm like, well, yeah, <laughs> you know, and even though they were, you know, some of them were girls toys, I was like, Hey, let me, you know, I'll do it. You know, so everybody else is going around and I'm, I'm like enjoying myself over in the corner of the room, like putting toys together. So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm okay with that. But why don't, why don't you tell us what, what Patrick G got for Christmas? So Patrick G says, Christmas 1988, I'd get the whole Ninja Turtle collection, all except for the party dude Michelangelo. 
take what felt like a lifetime as a kid to finally get, but like a month later I would have all 10 of the original lineup, Turtle Power. Yeah, that would have been a pretty sweet haul. Yeah. I, I would imagine it was because that, you know, again, again, you know, it seemed like Christmas. If you got something, you would get like more than one. You never got like a Ninja Turtle yep. and a He-Man figure. You'd get, you know, a whole, a whole range. So that was always kind of fun. Yep. Um, speaking of which, uh, a Stacy Raider, uh, she, she chimed in with the, the Princess of Power, Crystal Castle with, uh, She-Ra, Angela, Castispella, Frosta, Catra, Devil Trouble, and Swiftwind. It's interesting, you know, just talking about getting figures in bulk, but on the flip side of that, I don't think parents really understood the uh, the anxiety that they could actually cause us as kids when um, we didn't actually have, uh, you know, all the figures, like, you know, being short of a, a figure like Michelangelo. Um, I can remember having every single Star Wars figure, um, you know, when, including, you know, Empire Strikes Back figures, but I was missing Greedo. Um, he, he had slipped through the cracks at some point and I can just remember badgering my mother to get Greedo. And it wasn't even necessarily a figure I, I, you know, really, really wanted. Um, it's just that, you know, I used to keep one of the, um, blister, I used to keep all my blister cards, but one of them I would always use to cross off the figures that I had. And, you know, there was just that gap that didn't have a cross through it. Um, and, you know, I, I was after that figure for a long time and, you know, finally got him. So, um, so you've always so, had this, like, uh, OCD thing about numbers and pretty much, numbers, yeah. So okay, well, oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Explain a few things. Yeah, you know, before we get too deep into my uh, complex issues, um, Tom M. He replied quite simply with GI Joe Sky Striker. Yeah, and, that, and he's a friend of mine. He's actually local, as is the next person. Um, but uh, I could see that that that, that Sky Striker was pretty cool, and I remember saving up money to get mine. So I'm jealous of him because. I had to buy my own. <laughs> so, and, and my other local friend here, Kent S., um, he said one of the, these cool things that I remember, and that's an Evil Knievel Sky Cycle, um, because it was the same year he'd seen him jump at King's Island. And he said it's a confluence of childhood awesomeness. Yes, uh, I remember that. So, Indeed. Definitely love those old Evil Knievel things. So, <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. Hey. And we had one yeah, last Adam, one. This is perfect yeah. for you. Cool. Cool Dad Matt, who got a, a Lego Knights castle and a Nintendo 64, neither of which we ever got when we were kids. We'd get Aww. plenty of Lego, but we never got, uh, I think we got like a little bit of the the early Knights stuff, or it would have been just, I don't know what they call it, but it was just the early medieval stuff. Um, and we never actually got consoles when we were kids. Um, <laughs> we had to wait until we moved out of home to get our own consoles. Oh, wow. Possibly it had something to do with having to hook it up to the TV, I don't know, but... We had like a an Amiga, so that was good enough. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, I can remember getting some space Lego. I did too. Yeah, I got the base, stuff. the one base that had the little track and the little space shuttle thing on it. Yeah, and, and I, I back then I used to want to keep it in the box. You know, I would I would put it together and then take it apart and put it back in the box. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, I think that's a, a pretty good good look. There's a lot of good memories and a, a lot of good vintage stuff there. So, um, you know, hopefully maybe you guys uh, got some warm feelings out of this as you're unwrapping gifts if you're listening to this, you know, on Christmas Day or, or whatever. So, um, and if you know, if you guys got some more memories out there, um, write in and tell us because we definitely want to hear. So, and, and yeah, and cool. if you do that, yeah. you know, we'll talk about you in our feedback section, which is up right after this. Hey, kids, I'm here to tell you about two extremely famous plumbers, Mario Mario and Luigi Mario. 
Mario Brothers movie. You want to know? We'll make some super. Because they triumph over the evil Koopa and his brain sidekicks, Iggy and Spike, using only their plumbing tools, and they battle the Goombas. Koopa's hideous dino human army. Those Goombas are scary. The Super Mario Brothers action figures from Turtle. But don't worry, they're not real. Well, before we, you know throw the wrapping paper away for this episode. We got a few uh, feedback things to, to list out for you guys. And if you want to hear your questions, comments, or, you know, just how much you love us all, um, you can write us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com, and you might just hear it read out. And Adam, you got the first piece of feedback? I do. Thank you, John. It's from Lamar Avenger, who says, another great episode at AF Blues. Enjoyed it. So that will have been about our last episode. Nice, this guy on the internet, definitely for sure. There we go. <laughs> uh, I've also got one here. Uh, actually, who's it from? That's from that engineer yeah. nerd seller. Never heard of him. Damn, no. Him again. I thought he, you know, we vetoed having his stuff. A- anyway, he says the, uh, the killer baby film John was trying to come up, um, with during the red card, um, in the last episode was It's Alive or its first sequel, It Lives Again. Yeah. Hmm. Terrifying movies. Terrifying movies. Killer babies <laughs> in a hospital. Uh, and then I guess there was a third sequel where the yeah. babies are all on an island, but um, that's something completely different. Anyway, um, I also had one last little piece of feedback, and that was I made a mistake, and, and I got to admit this, and I got to correct it, because uh, Brandon hmm. from Man or Monster Question Mark Studios, uh, he he wrote me, and he he. he said that he loved hearing uh, about the figure last week, but it actually is a deep space diver, not a deep sea diver. And I'm going to blame the fact that I did not have my glasses on when I read the card is the reason for that. Hmm. But um, he went in and he actually told me where all the pieces were from. So when I write this up for TV and film toys, I will include all that information there. So watch that space in the near future and uh, we'll do that. But uh, it was cool because he said a buddy... Buddy told him about it, so uh, to, to Brandon and his buddy, thanks for uh, for listening to the show. Excellent. And we'd like to also thank you guys because we're coming up on a significant number of episodes, and that is episode number 150. And um, we are going to be giving some stuff away, but, you know, because Scott, if you may not have noticed, he had to, he had to scoot out of here to go do some holiday stuff. Um, I actually think he plays the mall at his local Santa and, you know, it's his busy time of year. But, um, anyway, uh, he had to scoot out and he will not let us unwrap what we're giving away yet. So, uh, we, we can't tell you what we're giving away, but it's going to be really cool because it always is. And, um, you're going to, you're going to ask, you're going to say, well, how do I, how do I get in on this? And you get in on this. We've got some (laughs) questions for you because, you know, that's what we do. And, uh, some of them are hard, some of them are easy, but what we're going to do is we're going to read these questions and you send us the answer and you'll be entered to, uh, to get in on a drawing for some cool stuff. So, Huzzah. are you guys ready to hear the questions? Yes. yes. Show out the answers. So, and obviously because this is podcast related, we're going to have some podcast related questions. So question one, two guests have, a, question one, <laughs> two guests interviewed on the show are married. However, they appeared on different episodes. Who are they? Mm, that's thinking back using the old yeah. movie. Question two. Name three Kickstarter projects that one or more of the hosts have contributed to. 
Yeah, not too bad. There's a whole bunch of those, so it shouldn't be that hard. It shouldn't be that hard if you've been paying attention. Um, so it's kind of the same for question number three, and that's name three different toy lines by Funko, our good friends. Different properties inside the overarching line do not count. Uh, that was pretty easy. Oh, until I added the last part. <laughs> it's still not bad. It's still not bad. But number four might be a little tougher, and that was, what was Justin's first statue purchase? <laughs> and, uh, that was pretty and, recent. And we may have mentioned mm-hmm. it in the show already if you were paying attention. Hmm. Mm. And then, um, hang on one second. Our last question isn't too bad, but... um it might take a little bit of figuring out, and that is the this She-Ra Prince is a power character, but Masters of the Universe figure has a bio that says he's a firefighter. Who is he? Ooh. So here's what you do. You answer those five questions, and you put them in an email to podcast at actionfigureblues.com, and, you know, that's where we'll get our uh, our uh, winners for our contest on number 150. So right. Hoorah. Put those thinking caps on, and if you message me, I will not tell you the answers. Because maybe I don't know what they are. No, I do know what they are. Yeah. Are you allowed to answer, Joe? No. Hosts of the show are not able to answer. I, Scott, uh, Scott said that last week. It's that, that whole thing again. Yeah. Right. Fine. Yeah, so, well, anyway, guys, it, it's been kind of an exciting episode. I, I'm glad we finished up here, but um, yeah. I, I'm not glad to be letting you guys go because I, I enjoy talking to you so much. Yeah. Likewise. Brilliant. Well, well, everybody, Brilliant. I hope everybody has a good Christmas and holiday um, time, if, if Christmas isn't your thing. But I hope everybody gets to spend some time with their families and um, really just kind of enjoy the season and, uh, you know, the good times. So, Yes, thanks for listening. Yeah. Happy festive season. Drive carefully. Stay safe. And travel safe. Indeed. Indeed. And don't drink too much egg. All righty. Yeah. Pretty yeah. safe there. <laughs> Bye, Bye. Bye. See ya. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and downloaded direct at actionfigureblues.com by clicking on the podcast tab. If you do listen to us on iTunes, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join in with all of the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, new releases, old lines, and engage in trades and sales in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, ShelfLife.net, and the Pop Culture Superstore, who help keep our site running. You can also find us on Twitter at AFBlues and on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. John and with me tonight are Adam, Ben, and Scott. This episode's being brought to you by the Pop Culture Superstore and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our toys of the week are the Marvel Legends three pack Radioactive Man and the DC Collectibles Batman Animated Batman and Catwoman. And our discussion topic is a look back at our favorite toy related Xmas memories. Xmas? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it had in the script. <laughs>
<laughs> it was it was a beautiful job. That that whole intro was gorgeous. <laughs> but I don't know if I'm sold on Xmas. <laughs> it's when Five. the X-Men celebrate Christmas. <laughs> You ready, Ben? Oh, it's gone again. All right. Oh, he's here. <laughs> cool. What is going on? That's a seriously distorted symbol. That symbol has got issues.